Hello and welcome to The One One. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 137, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Once again, alongside the Perth Racing Guru, we're here at One One HQ and it's uh, lovely. Good morning to you, Terry Layton. Good morning, BJ. A bit noisy around here, isn't it? A bit of construction across the road. Dogs are in They're fine fettle. Dogs are up and about. They're up they? and, absolutely up and about. So they obviously haven't seen this card. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Spec Stakes Day will uh, will go down in history. Won't Might it? have a couple of specs. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a bit of a wonky old card, but we'll get to that later. Uh, what's been happening in the uh, in the world of the Perth Racing Guru? Mate. You were um, splattered across my Twitter feed last uh, oh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every time I fired up my Twitter, there was your head. What's going on? Yeah, it's enough. That's enough, isn't it? It'd be nice if they just put that link up somewhere so, <laughs> so I could find out how to watch my interview. It's uh, yeah, quite incredible. It's every... Every second post, there's a thing called oversaturation, isn't there? <laughs> Deary me. Um, yeah, no, not much is happening, mate. Pretty, uh, pretty quiet old week. Uh, some wet old tracks. We yeah, are, I might get a different, a different old deck on Saturday. So, mm. rain stopped. What time last night? Eight, nine, ten o'clock type thing, and um, it should be a bit of sunshine today. I think it should be relatively dry tomorrow, dry Saturday. So I don't know. We might recover to somewhere near a soft six or so. Yeah, that's the mail that I've been getting as mm-hmm. well. So, so nine now. Yep. But uh, the next couple of days, they're hoping to kick off uh, with a six Saturday. So, that's good. Yeah, which is encouraging. It is encouraging. Because, uh, yeah, it just feels like it just hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. And no. uh, Belmont's held up remarkably well, considering I know I know not, not all horses are uh, – are suited you either get through it or you don't or mm-hmm. even if you do get through it sometimes you're just on the wrong part of the track so there's a lot of forgiveness and there's a lot of random results but we um, were talking about that like horses like ghost who walks wins last week and and it raced on a heavy track against state of power a couple of starts mm. ago it had the better run than state of power that day yep. state of power just was just far better than it mm. and then it comes out and ghost who walks brains them so it's not just about oh it handles at this day it handles it, it's yeah i think with heavy tracks some some days you just you just turn it up pretty well, quickly, even though you might you might be a swimmer and you might like it most days. But um, it's a bit like Resort Man in the uh, in the feature, the yeah, Newmarket last last Saturday. Uh, just wheels were spinning in that that part of the the turf, yeah. and he couldn't get going. And then Sean McGrady, uh, one race later, made the adjustment there on River Rubicon, got him out as wide as he possibly could, and did because he, he wasn't really going that well on the turn either. But as soon as he got out into that that piece of uh, land out there in the closer towards the outside rail, he sort was of stopping got, dead as well yeah. in that race. I think yeah. it was a, a war of attrition towards the end. But um, yeah, funny old, funny old decks. Yes. Yeah, Funny character building. Character building, <laughs> decks, yeah. But uh, according to Terry, the handicapper, we we can't lose either way, can we? Wow, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's a that's a good tweet. Did you share that one on our thingy? No, but I will after yeah, the show. That's ha- a good one. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. that's not actually me. Just, <laughs> just so people are aware, he's just got the same first name. So anyway, uh, Terry, the handicapper, has got some wise. Uh, Maybe not so wise words about uh, about wagering, and um, that he passed on to his grandchildren. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, and um, if you're not on Twitter, but uh, want to have a bit of a laugh, type in Terry the handicapper for his most recent tweet, mm. um, which uh, yeah gives gives us all a bit of hope. I think. Um, <laughs> so last Saturday, the uh, Belmont Newmarket, Lactar, Romilly, Stephanie. Bakrinich and Nero Dio. Nero Dio. Um, that's six straight wins that Lactar has ridden on uh, on Nero Dio. Like he's won, he's won, he's ridden six, won six races in a row on him. Uh, two Bofines and a. They lost market. it, didn't it? I mean, not in a row, but his last. Yeah, so that's 
Prior to that, it was you know there was Clint John supporter Jordan Turner, oh, a few yeah. other people. Yep. But Lack does the man now, and yeah, eleven gets wins, it. eleven wins, twenty seven mm. starts. And it was one that you just it was hard to have off its last run. Yeah, possibly turning the tables on a few of them. So, um, but no, clearly was happy on the day, got through it, and good on him. Yeah. I ended up having a pretty good go great again when the, ah, the weather came like that. So I was in a – I'm in a bit of a fuck you, Neurodio type mood at the moment, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so, but it was – but I imagine that you started the card off first Oh, the, the whole card. card was – yeah, no, we, we, we basically had a collect nearly every single race. Mm-hmm. It was um, – yeah, just just got a bit uh, – no, it was it was a reasonable day, I guess. All those considered, I don't know. Sometimes you feel like you should have had a massive day. I'm never happy, BJ. I'm yeah. never happy. I just like to be grumpy. You pump better when you're grumpy. That's actually a lie. You pump worse when you're grumpy. Right. Um, oh, actually, let me think more about that. Yeah, I'll come back to you with that one. So, um, but yeah, queryable card coming up. But mm. some good dissection. Okay. Uh, we have to mention a young man by the name of Mac Hall trained his first the truck. Trained his first. Winner at Belmont yesterday, Gin and Swanick. Uh, I think it was formerly Dan Morton, wasn't it? Gin and it Swanick. It was. Um, That's a little feather in his cap on its own. 22 years old. The horse shouldn't have retired at 13, <laughs> shouldn't it? <laughs> 22 years old for Mac Hall. His first horse, uh, I think it's having his third or fourth start for him, and it's uh, saluted the judge. Luke Campbell on board. I have no idea who Mac Hall is, but uh, I'd heard good things um, before that. So they, they knew as well as 11s to 6s. They, yep. Sat out the back door and I'll tell you what, on straightening, there was no other horse you wanted to be on. It's uh, absolutely donkey licked him. Well, t- uh, Todd Harvey tells me that he used to pick him up from school on a Friday afternoon and he used to go down to work experience at Todd and Robbie Harvey's Ascot Stables when mm-hmm. he was still at high school, Mac Hall. And I believe that he's uh, worked for the Harveys a long time as well as Jared Noski, took out his trainer's license and uh, um, got the chockies yesterday. So, But um, young man uh, finding his feet in the racing game, we probably need to have a chat to Mac Hall on the 1-1, one, one, don't we? At some stage. Yeah. Who yeah. should we have a chat to today though, BJ? There's- well, this is... This is going to be this is going to be fantastic. We we often speak about Tash Faithful and uh, the season that she's had and the um, I guess the improvement that she's she's managed to confidence yeah confidence and just the 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 way that she's uh, just chalked up the winners especially over, over the last twelve to eighteen months. So we've been wanting to get her on the show for a while. So uh, absolute pleasure, Terry, to welcome Natasha Faithful to the show. Tash, thanks for coming on the one one. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, first of all, uh, big fans, both of us here, uh, of your riding and just wanted to say congratulations on a tremendous season that you've just completed. 103, I think it was 103 winners across Western Australia. Felt like more. <laughs> it actually felt like more to me. I feel like there wasn't a country meeting. I'm a big country uh, punter. Tash, I'll try to have to make yeah, sure okay. I pronounce that correctly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like every meeting I tune into, no matter where it is in Western Australia, riding a uh, a treble. But uh, sorry, BJ, I've just cut you off there. But nah. yeah, just just tell us a bit about uh, your success from last season. Is there anything you put it down to in particular? Because I don't think there's, uh, for us country punters, there's no one we rely upon more than you. We feel more trusting than you at the moment uh, when riding one in the bush. Oh, that's very good. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just working hard, I think, and just really I sort of got to a stage where I just really wasn't happy with my riding and a few other things, and I just sort of got to a point I thought I just want to have a really good crack at trying to improve myself the best I can 
and just have a really good crack at, you know, riding as good as I can and really put all my sort of mindset and effort towards it. Um, so that turning point was probably when I went to Albany. Um, and, yeah, it just sort of spiralled from there, I think. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Tash, because it's, it's it's visible in in your writing. You always had a lot of a lot of talent and a natural natural lightweight, and obviously always a hard worker. That's Bella. Uh, <laughs> but when you said that you you, you identified you, the room for improvement and and how you wanted to be better at, at what you do, what were some of the the little things that you identified that you can that you can that you can work on to get more success? Um, with my riding? Yeah, with your race riding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted, I watch a lot of the, I watch a lot of racing. I'm obviously a racing fan and, you know, watching obviously being a girl, Jamie Carr's the number one that stands out. Mm -hmm. Um, two other girls over there that do quite well, Kayla Crowther, there's there's a handful. Um, and I just thought, I just wanted to really practice being more patient and balancing them up and sort of getting better at hands and heels and trying to really, you know, go through the gears instead of just – it's very easy as a jockey to just straighten up, pick them up, start going for the whip. It's very, you know, next race, same thing, next race, same thing. So I sort of wanted to practice trying to sort of get that a bit better and using my whip in the left hand was a very big thing But I, I went through my whole apprenticeship. I never used my whip in the left hand. Yeah, yeah. My whole apprenticeship, you know. So I just – a few things like that, changing a few things like that, practicing, I think it's made a huge difference. Um, you know, I've actually got quite a few rides. Um, a few trainers have bring me and said, oh, I've seen you using it with the left hand. Can you ride this that hangs in? So you don't realise how much little things like that can make a difference, you know? So what – yeah, and as well, obviously, the results suggest that you're, those those little things have gone a long way for you. Um, w- in regards to that, what, what else What else can you see yourself – because it is, it is, uh, it is a big, big transition from dominating in the country to bringing that to town, which you have started to do, especially at the start of this season, coming off a double at Belmont yesterday. But what are the other, what are the little things you think will make the difference when you try to transition into a permanent spot on the Metropolitan Jockeys roster? Um, I think a huge thing is actually just having confidence in your riding. Mm. Um, confidence when you're riding is just crazy how much of a difference it makes. And the biggest person that's helped me with that, um, I've talked about it a few times, is Simon Miller. Um, like I had a sort of full-time job for him before I went to Albany and um, I speak to him a lot and he's been the biggest mentor to me over the last sort of year and a half. And I said, oh, kind of want to go to Albany and see if I'm, you know, can ride for Wolfie and kick home a few winners and see if that will help me get, if I get going there, I might be able to get going in town and whatever and and he said to me, he said, mate, you ride as good as anyone that rides in town. You just need to believe in yourself. And he's like, you go to Albany and, you know, do what you need to do for yourself. And he said, if it doesn't work and you're not happy, you can always come back. You've got a job here. He said, but at the end of the day, I know you're good enough. You know you're good enough. So just go and work hard and get your opportunities. So he's, he's been just brilliant the whole way through with me, really. I think they're very wise words mm, from Simon absolutely. as well. I think he's, uh, I think he's bang on. But uh, some of those country affiliations you've built, um, I guess they'll lead to uh, to more opportunities in the city as well. Obviously, you're writing a book of winners for Brock Luthwaite in Kalgoorlie at the moment. Obviously, all your work with Steve Wolf uh, over the journey nearly snared a um, what was the feature, Peter? Belmont Sprint. Nearly Red snared can, a, a Belmont <laughs> Sprint with Red Can Man. It was uh, it was the pest that kicked up that day, Massimo, was it? Yeah. I think 
think yeah, so. Yeah. Massimo that kicked up that day. Uh, even even if we go up to Carnarvon, you're writing a book after book for for Zach Tyler um, up there. They they start about a dollar sixty anytime you hop on in uh, in, in Carnarvon. But um, all the uh, Gary Gary Bowen and um, Gary Bowen, yeah, yeah that day. Helen Hardy rode uh, four. Was it four winners? I think so. Yeah, yeah four yeah. winners. Yeah. I think Gary rode. Uh, yep, yeah. I think Gary five. Sorry, was it five? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I think Gary was four. I had five, yeah, Gary was four. Uh, only, only four for Gary. Yeah, I like that. Just four for Gaz, but, uh, yeah, I'm actually, actually not sure next to one. But, uh, it, it, must sorry, be it must be lovely having all those uh, sort of affiliations in the country. And and uh, I don't know, some of the time we go, well, you're, you're riding for the, the good stables or the best horses or this or that, but sometimes I don't know whether the stables have the best rider and that's what's making them look that little bit better. But it must be nice having those uh, associations. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and even those sort of things, um, you know, especially like, the, you know, riding for Wolfie, I sort of chased that down. Well, he, to be fair, he asked me to come to LB for a wage, which was a very good wage. And I said to him, I was more interested in riding winners than a wage. So we sort of met in the middle, <laughs> which is nice. Mm. Um, but things like Brock, I chased that down pretty hard. Like I seen him at trials one day and said, oh, um, I'm back up here doing track work. Anytime you come to the track, let me know. I'll come ride some work for you. Um, and obviously at that stage, you didn't have the Seaborn long weekend and Pawns 11, but he had a couple that were sort of going pretty good at Cal. And I thought, oh, I want to try and edge my way, <laughs> way in with him for there. And um, well, that's worked. Obviously, got ridden a heap of winners for him. So, yeah. Well, you must be um, – you're definitely getting reward for hard work. I even heard Jason Pateman in his post – race interview yesterday saying that um, you reached out to him and said that you wanted to come down to Lark Hill and write a bit of work and and even even those decisions are paying dividends with some of the relationships you're creating which are leading to those riding opportunities and, and winners. Yeah, well, um, when I was – I think it was a very good timing as well because I was coming off a good Albany season and then I had those five winners at Kalgoorlie and then the next week I was moving up to Perth. Um, and same thing, I, Simon was like, oh, like your job's here for you. Like when you come back to Perth, and I was like, oh, felt really bad. I was like, oh, so I kind of want to try and write a bit of freelance and see if I can get going. You know, like, I felt really bad because he's, he's been so good to me. And he said, oh no, mate, you that's such a good idea. You go to your life because I said I want to try Life Hill and whatnot. He said, you do what you need to do. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. You go ride your work. And so you know, two, the two first people that I called was. A, Ted Martinovich, um, and B was Jason. So and I think both uh, both winners yesterday. Mm. <laughs> yeah. By about thirty, yeah, by exactly. about 30 lengths combined. combined. <laughs> as well. Oh my god, I know. So I think you do have to chase some opportunities. Like nothing will just come to your feet. Sometimes you just need to have a bit of confidence and just go ring people, or message people like, "Hey, I want to write some work for you." You know what? So that's kind of what happened, and I did that with a few people and. Like, he's been working really good for me. I've been getting heaps of rides from there and a lot of nice younger horses coming through that I'm riding, so it's pretty exciting. So, so Tash, I'm just looking at your, your career summary um, at the moment and obviously you're a successful apprentice, uh, apprentice um, down with Steve Wolf. How, how, what was your Metro claim when you finished? Um, 
from memory. I think it was still two. Still two, yeah. right? So you you know you, yeah. you wrote it. You wrote a heap of winners, but you didn't necessarily have that breakthrough uh, apprenticeship in the in the town, which which uh, some apprentices do. And and, yeah. and you sort yeah. of and post your apprenticeship, as is often the case, um, especially in the male dominated riding ranks, the opportunities dry up. And I see like you went through a season where you wrote fourteen winners. 13 winners and then from there you've it's just been a steep climb you had 40 49 winners um in uh, 1920 I, I think a couple of those seasons might have been impacted by injury but you rode 49 yeah. winners then you rode 70 winners in 2021 and then you leapt up to 103 winners um the season just completed and you're off to a fly already with seven winners at the start of um since the first of august so i mean it, it's all in the numbers you're you can you can actually see um, the improvement and, of course, the, you know, and uh, with the, you know, as you spoke about, the confidence and how important that is to, to, to riding winners. So it's been, it's quite remarkable because a lot of apprentices do struggle immediately after their apprenticeship and they never reach those same heights again. But you seem to have just gone to a whole nother level with that maturity in the saddle. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's been really good. Obviously, um, the, when I come back to Perth after Albany, I wasn't expecting to get as many opportunities as I was getting. I just thought, like I said, I contacted quite a few trainers and said, I'm coming up here to ride. I'd like to ride from work. And I thought, you know, if I can pick up a ride, a few extra rides here and there, that'd be good. But um, never really expected to be getting as many opportunities uh, as I am now. But I'm just wrapped. I'm so grateful for it. Now, Tash, can we quickly take you back? How, how did you end up as an apprentice jockey with Steve Wolf in Albany? What's the story there? Um, well, I was from Perth and then my mum thought it'd be a good idea to get a new boyfriend in Albany. (laughs) (laughs) Does your mum pick all your boyfriends? (laughs) What's that? Does your mum pick all your boyfriends? No, her mum got a new boyfriend. My mum got a new boyfriend. Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. I've misread that one. I don't know. What have have I missed here? Oh, dear. I'm just going to slowly sink out this conversation now. Yeah, my mum got a new boyfriend in Albany decided to move there um, and I think I must have been about 14 or 15 so I obviously moved with her and always loved horses, struggled with school um, and just yeah left school I think in year nine it was pretty early I got a lot of bullying and I just didn't do well in school in the social sort of part of it I guess um, and then yeah just sort of mum said here go work at a rate a stable and if you want to not go to school you have to earn your own money and just sort of started, started, well, I first started in Perth before mum went to Albany, then went with mum and then, yeah, just started working for Wolfie and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'd never in my wildest dreams thought I'd ever be able to be a jockey because it just seemed like such a crazy thing. Like, you just think you'd never be good enough to do that, you know, mm. um, when you're that young and looking in. Um, yeah, so I just started off just um, working for him and riding, started riding track work as about probably like 35 kilos. I was absolutely <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I was so small and everything used to just bolt with me down the beach. It was horrible. <laughs> I thought I was the worst ride. I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just slowly got better and got a bit more confident and I sort of worked out that I wanted to do my apprenticeship. I think that took me about six months to build up the courage to even ask Wolfie if he would take me as an apprentice because I was so scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> And it kind of went from there, I guess. It's a it's a common refrain, actually. A lot, a lot of people are scared scared of old Steve, but In, imposing. Fear. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just wanted to to to, to talk about that. So, uh, as you mentioned, like he he can be a bit uh, abrupt. 
He can be uh, a little bit angry at times. He's opinionated and forthright. However, what is it about you that turns Steve into a blubbering mess every time you write a winner for him? Oh, I'm not sure, but I wish that he was like this um, when I started my apprenticeship. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was too scared to even talk to him for probably the first half of my apprenticeship. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was just, I've been working, like I said, I've worked for him before I started my apprenticeship. I was quite young and probably enjoyed watching me, you know, go from a little girl to, you know, just improve my writing and, he knows how hard I work, and yeah, we have a very good relationship. Yeah, I think he's very proud of you. I think that that shows in uh, in how uh, how he reacts um, and how after he... the uh, the Mandra Cup win, yeah, or the great one. That, that was one of the ones. <laughs> yeah, there's, been a, there's yeah. been a couple. There's yeah. been a couple. I think even uh, when Tash won on beads, he, he he choked up a little bit. But um, so maybe it was a good thing Red Cam Man got beaten in the Belmont Sprint. I was just about to say been, that. I was... He would have been laying on the ground, just banging his fist into the ground. And... <laughs> So, Tash, uh, it's been tremendous watching you as, as racing fans and interested in and lovers of West Australian racing and, and uh, interest, um, watching you grow and, and develop and improve and, and just become, um, I guess, one of the staples here in West Australian racing, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, superstar. Yeah, superstar. So, What's, what's next for Tash? Um, is the city the be-all and the end-all? Is there one race that you'd really – I know that you got to ride in the Perth Cup last year, which must have been – or this year, which must have been a big thrill. Uh, is there any race you want to have a ride in or win in or any accomplishment that you really have up on your uh, on your board for the for this, for this season 22-23? Uh, um, it probably doesn't sound very um, high-inspiring, high but just any sort of like an Albany Cup or Albany mm-hmm. feature because it's just my hometown and, you know, riding for mum, done my apprenticeship there. Um, it's a little bit sentimental. So it'd be nice if I could ride Albany Cup winner or something like that would be pretty special, I would think. Even some of the rounds, like in, in Kalgoorlie, obviously you know that track better than anyone at, at the moment. I, you'd be, I would think you'd be highly sought after for a good Hannon's ride, a good, a good mm, cup ride. Um, I'm not sure if Brock's will progress that far. I mean, then I see that long weekend sort of goes from C1 up to a probably favourite for a gold rush. Seable's probably doing C1 favourite for a probably Tats Cup mm. uh, on, on Sunday. So I don't know whether they can keep progressing. But, um, yeah, there's got to be some great opportunities as well in, in regards to – uh, some of those big races in, in the provincial areas. Yeah, um, definitely. And I was only just talking to one of the girls the other day and I was saying how just things can change because last season and the season before that and before that, I couldn't even get a ride in any of these races, mm. you know? Like, and now, now, let you, alone now you get the pick of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let alone riding the favourites or, um, you know, winning them. So it can show you if you just keep working hard and, you know, there are opportunities there. You just got to be patient sometimes, I think. Maybe, hey. maybe a lightweight railway ride or something. No. Up, hey? I reckon. Mm. I reckon. I mean, 100%. let's just get through the casualty round. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a Kingston Tower. Yeah, Not too many will get the end of the 50. Yeah. Hey, Tash, uh, just on a uh, the horse I want to ask you about your riding this Saturday. This is a little bit of a, a selfish one for okay. me. A horse yeah. by the name of Heart of Kerr. Oh, um, very funny old horse. Misses the kick. It sustained some runs. Tell me a little bit about that horse because not many uh, not many horses can do what he's done a couple of times. Circle the field, sustain it. Uh, tell me a little bit about him. Yeah, he's actually a really, really fast horse. Like he can, when he lets down, he's as good as any Saturday horse. Um, 
Oh, just really hope he can win a race for Steve. He's the loveliest person. Win a Saturday race, should I say, for mm-hmm. Steve. He's just the loveliest person, and he's just stuck by me through every single, like, every time I ride him, he's just that happy. The ride, not a few starts back where he took off with me, like, wide around the field. I just come in, I said, I'm so sorry. He just got strong, and he said, no, you just ride, you're doing a good job. So he's just such a nice person, and it is a very good horse. He just, I think a few times, uh, like, if the speed's on too hot for him, he gets off the bridle, he won't finish off. Um, and then if they go too slow, you can see he grabbed the bride and wanted to get trucking with me um, a few starts back, but he still ran a huge race. Mm. So I think he just needs to find that bit of happy medium, but he is a very good horse. He just needs to have a bit more luck. He, every single time I ride him, he draws the river. He's never drawn a barrier in his life, I don't think, um, he's got, he's got which 10, doesn't help. 10 or 14 on Saturday. I was gonna, well, yeah. I, I reckon there's no speed. I thought there might be. Uh, you might even be able to do the old circle on, uh, <laughs> on Saturday with the lack of speed in it. But uh, I tell you what, um, yeah, you, you two certainly agree with each other because the way he's finished off a couple, and even though mm. he sustained a run last campaign as well behind, um, well, actually won the race uh, over spilling over as well. It was mm. uh, Herculean. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think he's actually a very good horse, um, but he just needs a few things to go right for him in running and he's got that amazing turn of foot. He's, he's actually very fast. So hopefully he can get a bit of luck on sad days drawn average again. But yeah, he's a really nice horse and the trainer's just a really nice person. So it's a good combination. Hey Tash, I know you got a ride in the first at uh, Pinjarra today, so we better let you go. But appreciate giving up your time and getting to know you a little bit better. And uh, as, as I said, Terry and I are both big, big fans of your riding and uh, onwards and upwards for the new season. No, thanks a lot. I really appreciate um, you guys taking the time to have a chat with me. Thanks, Tash. Thanks, Tash. All right, see ya. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Blue Spec Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, teaming up to record episode 137 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast, punters. It's um, 20 past 11 on Thursday, the 18th of August. Pinjarra today, Belmont, beg your pardon, Saturday. Kalgoorlie Sunday. But also, Guru, a wonderful weekend of country town racing. We've got the Gascoigne Junction Cup on Saturday, as well as a Cunanara, the first of two Cunanara meetings this Sunday, this Saturday you, rather. What did you call me? And <laughs> several of the uh, Broom Cup combatants. They are lining up against each other again. This is the Newman Cup on Sunday. So there's plenty of racing. Certainly is. I love me. And don't forget, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City Meeks Get Out Stakes competition. And uh, after Jay Rooney knocked off Jimmy Stewart last weekend, we've got a little bit of a grudge match while we organise our media mastermind tournament. Did you get did you get much feedback on the media mastermind tournament? Uh, I haven't got a huge, but I haven't really sent any messages. In other words, you know, I said I'd start organising. I absolutely organised diddly squat. So <laughs> uh, I will start organising that at some point soon, though. Um, media mastermind tournament. We have a little grudge match today. It was going to be what up walks andrew walker versus uh dj hollingworth mm-hmm. daney hollingworth but uh danes had to be a late scratching so we've uh, we've got a replacement but you'll have to tune in to find out who that is very good can't wait for the mundaring hotel w racing mastermind garage match episode 100 big name replacement too, big name. really yeah big coup yeah coup big for coup. The show. yeah 100 yeah very near the top of the tree so uh, it was very hard to get him on as well because um the tribal unit let him rub it out for a couple of weeks <laughs> so we, we had to appeal <laughs> No yeah. hints as to who it is. <laughs> yes, yes, we had to appeal, and uh, yeah, how's that? The, the verdict went uh, went our way. Probably. Now, uh, we spoke about this in the uh, briefly in the 
in the preamble at yep. the start of the show. But uh, what's happening Betfair edge wise and Betfair wise for Terry? Can what can we oh. what can we what can we? Uh, Hopefully, there's just a few more links to the um, to my interview on, on Twitter, just so, so you can find so it. For those, just so you can so, find it. So, so for those of you who haven't seen it, it's uh, I'm not watching it. Is it uh, Terry? You watch it yet? No, I'm no. not going to watch it. Yeah. It's probably dog shit. I got absolutely no idea. Would like to do. I do quite enjoy. So it was Tommy, some of the Tommy, Tommy Haylock. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a superstar. Yeah, he's he was good. So he's yeah. a superstar. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Tune in, tune in just to see Tommy. Yeah. Um, get some replays going and uh, yeah, yeah, spreadsheets. Yeah, Queen and Tory and yeah, Jared did my spreadsheets hey. for me. Oh uh, no, Guru's come prepared. What yeah. the, who is this guy? Yeah, well they. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, they prompted that preparedness because that certainly isn't me. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, not much happening. Betfair Edge back shortly. Doing the, some shows with Miles here and there. But, this, uh, this, nothing exciting. this is the feedback I got from an anonymous listener. <laughs> I, I haven't heard this. I watched it. What a legend. He pretty much said he loves punting and more punting is good punting. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Terry the Handicapper? That's my burner. <laughs> Theory, man. All right, let's get on. <laughs> no, with but it. if you haven't if you haven't seen it, Terry did an educational video there on the uh, Betfair hub, uh, available on um, on the betfair.com.au website. It's all over Twitter, as I said. But um, if you want to uh, know a little bit more about Terry's backstory and how he goes about things, and um, yeah, watch it. And uh, if you've got any questions, no doubt he's uh, more than happy to to uh, answer a few direct messages there yeah. on uh, Twitter to Just the faithful. Terry the handicapper, <laughs> and you uh, you got me. All right. Uh, Blue Spec Day. Blue Spec Stakes Day. The yep. time honoured. Blue Steel Day, yep. Um, just what a day. Do we just do we just start? Yeah. I think we just start. At the key very thing, beginning. Key thing I, I will say about- Well, hang on. The rail's at six. Hold on. It Since it? when's the rail's at six? Uh, hold on. The book's telling me six that I've just downloaded. I've done all my form on it being a true. They can go and get fucked if they've actually cooked this. The, ra- the rail is still true on Chris. Yeah, the race book I'm just seeing now says plus six metres entire. Hang on, what's Racing Australia saying? Let's have a look on Guru's going into a little bit of a uh, Well, because ca- you've, you've half al- of half, we've obviously half allowed for the fact that two weeks ago the- The rail is uh, on Racing Australia is saying six, plus six metres. Uh, well, yeah, fuck it then. I've got no interest. They can go and shove it up their ass. That's a really bad, bad clerical error. Like telling me the rail's at the wrong spot. They've gone back to the tree where it was two weeks ago where there was a massive hot lane. The three-metre pad a week ago was chopped up like buggery. So I've said, well, you've probably got to think hard on the fence. is going to be the best spot, especially with the lack of rain the next few days. Mm. That would have made sense, wouldn't it? So that's how I've done my form. So, um, yeah, up your ass, I think. <laughs> up your nose with the rubber. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's, it's not even like that type of stuff doesn't – I don't find that entertaining or very humorous. So, anyway. Um, I haven't – I had it all, always down as six metres though. What am I missing? Oh, I saw it as – In my notes, I've got it from – maybe it was changed post-acceptances. Anyway, we're uh, – No, this is, it said true because I was very surprised because you don't go true three – you usually go true three six. So, I thought it would be six and I thought, geez, that must be pretty ordinary out there if they've gone back to the true – but they might just be trying to protect. Oh, we're, we're going to have to get some clarification yep. on that. Uh, right. They, while, might, they while, might. They might be racing on the freeway. Potentially, we're not sure. There could be an Optus Stadium. <laughs> um, yeah, no, good stuff. Um, good stuff. Because on the on the weights, it said 
on the weights it says six meters, right. but on the top of Chris it says true. So well, that's, is, that's is that, what, you, is that what you've got? That's what from? I've looked at. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm just trying to work out why. Yeah, where six it's meters makes deviated. sense. It does make sense, but yeah, yeah I, I just yeah, it's probably my fault for expecting something to be correct. Where, when it's written on the when it's written there, on the yep, official, where it is every single week on the official website right every single week yep so yep shove that fair up I reckon shove that fair up the clack clack well that is probably as good a time as any to mention that we've got a new sponsor coming on coming on uh, coming on board with us here at the one one uh, Witten's irrigation and design are going to be sponsoring our track report so um, Witten's the the man behind Witten's irrigation. Is Craig Witten, a uh, young guy um, who's uh, really as he started his own business and he's going, he's been involved in um, in reticulation and, and race race course reticulation for a long time now. His um, his his father is Robert Witten, the trainer. His sister is Kate Witten, the jockey. So he's a he's got a, a racing background, a racing history, and uh, he was keen to get involved with the podcast. So yeah, we're going to get Craig on. Uh, next week to have a chat to him, uh, talk us through Witten's irrigation and design and everything that he's looking to achieve with his business. But they are from next week. They will, Witten's will be coming on board as our uh, track report sponsor. Would have been very interesting this week, and hopefully, um, hopefully we can use some of Craig's insight. Um, to educate the listeners on on the tracks, Belmont and Ascot specifically, how how they drain, uh, what we can expect on the weekend coming up, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to pick his brains. Craig, of course, has worked on virtually every grass track in in Western Australia, so got a lot of knowledge for a young man, and uh, be good to uh, to have a chat with him next week and and bring on board our new sponsors uh, for that particular segment: Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial. Water wisely with the Wittens. You like that one, Terry? I'm still stewing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is uh, that is uh, the news here at the one one with our um, with Wittens coming on board. Blue Spec Stakes Day. I suppose the only thing that can really brighten our day, which I, I don't think it's going to help Terry very much, is that race one. Of course, is the free entry to Belmont Park Plate. For three odds over fourteen hundred meters, they should be paying people. <laughs> you get one hundred and fifty bucks at the door to enter. <laughs> Betting vouchers, I reckon. Just <laughs> no, just cash, cash, <laughs> just cash. Um, so last time we played at the six meter pad, it was fair. How long has it been since the six? So the three was bad. Yeah, that's good stuff. Why don't we pause, listeners? We're going to pause and we might contact Rawa and just. No, nah, I've, I've sent a text. It's going to be at six. You can tell. I, I think I just got a response. Haven't heard of any changes, we'll confirm. Well, I've just said, is it true? Haven't heard of any changes. Anyway, it's not that person's fault. It might be. I'll blame everyone. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Okay. All right. So we've got a uh, early season three-year-old plate over the 1,400 metres to uh, kick things off. And um, not a bad little race, actually. There's quite a few uh, chances in this nine-horse field. There's one, two, three, four last start winners. Union Jack was beaten in a photo. Uncle Gerard has gone close. It's two starts as well. Uh, Flyaway Home is racing in the first at Pinjarra today, so expected scratching there. And Mia Gusto was a beaten, uh, heavy, heavily supported. What was she last start? She was a 264 favorite in, a, in the 1200 in the lead up to this so there's a few uh few chances and um which will probably lead to a wide betting, betting market with it's all a rumor currently heading the way around the will approximate 450 mark um just not sure how it's all a rumor will go with the rail at the six meter <laughs> that's my big, big <laughs> <concern with> that. <laughs> 
Ah, dearie, dearie, dearie me. Um, Rightio. What do we got? Uh, I think this is pretty ordinary. Woosa? Do we need to do a woosa? Yeah, woosa. we might do. Yeah, it's a pretty ordinary, uh, <laughs> pretty ordinary race. I don't think too many of these are, are all that crash hot. Um, it's all the rumours last win. If you watch the replay of It's All the Rumours last win, it's not funny, but mm. um, they pan to the crowd, which they really do on the Chris replays, and um, they show all the owners celebrating. I think it doesn't look like the owners. I'm pretty sure it's El Patron's owners celebrating because they thought they won the photo. Oh, yeah. it was pretty close too. Yeah. Right? Oh, look, oh, yeah. live you thought El Patron would have won it. It's just uh, one of those bobs. So That's right. Yes, you're right. You're right. But uh, the run from It's All the Rumour was, I, I despite think, the I, fact it was lucky to win the photo, it was huge, yeah. deep, and like then getting cover and not many two-year-olds win in that sort of manner. So um, fairly impressive stuff. And obviously the second to Aztec ruler reads really nicely, as does the third to Vampy at play from the rear from a good gate from from an ugly gate that day so um yeah i've i, I think just with last week rejuva king they, they sort of that was a real bunched finish you know with rejuva yeah. king and uncle gerard and i'm just not that sure. was that hot rails day as well yeah with, uh, the great hoyer led i think uh was it tiddly platinum class sat in their back it was yeah. just a uh rejuva king was on the fence uncle gerard was on the fence yeah. as well so. it's just a bit of a mess me augusto loomed nicely out wide and peaked as Basically, every horse bar Arcadia Grace did all day long. Yep. Um, out wide, so you can you can forgive it on the run, but uh, yeah, I just I think that might have been a pretty ordinary little race. So just on, it's all the rumours form. If that's held, it's form. I suspect it's hard to beat. Um, I've marked it equal favourite alongside one down the bottom. Um, Cherry's a star, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth mm -hmm. of worth of horse flesh was was Cherry's a star. Um, Liked all the trials. It looked like uh, she needed uh, to wind up or find a bit of room. I'm actually a little bit disappointed she's drawn the inside marble. Mm. I thought that was pretty good when I thought it would be a nice hot rail at the true pad, but maybe less so at the six-meter pad. But um, uh, Cherry's a star. Should I've written my preview already as well, BJ, with the true pad, so I'm going to look like a dickhead. Mm. Well, I'm not going to look like a dickhead because it's their fault, but – uh, I guess I guess we've got to move on from this, don't we? Yeah. I liked a lot of uh, Cherries of Stars trials. I don't know if uh, she might have a bit of work to do to repay the 350K potentially. Mm -hmm. um, but the run, uh, the trial around, swear to God, was good. Tiffany Straits, the Loon Bar is one that hasn't debuted yet for the Morton Yard. But I went back and watched a few more of its trials when I was doing that. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think that'll be missed when it does come out. Uh, but, ne um, negative. Uh, Steve had the whip on her last start when she was behind runners. I, I think he might have been querying how she was going she then picked up nicely and found some uh backsides and didn't really pick up off a dime so i think she's a horse that steve will probably look to push out um and get her rolling as early as possible and, and if he does um i think she's probably the one with the most upside and the most x factor of this lot so just looking at the current market i'm happy to play those two but we'll probably make cherries a star the bigger result of the two yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I had something on Cherries a star on, on so debut, just following that so trial dry. form. Yep. I was, it was well back too. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah, you're right. And just a bit miffed by the run, but there was sort of like you could make excuses. Yeah, I, I'm, sort of I agree. I'm a little bit – it's not like I'm like, oh, wow, look at that run. And she could be a, and I know, she could be a big drift. I, thought I know, I know what you're saying, figures. but I'm, I'm surprised that she's as well thought of in the market as she yeah, is. Yeah, so me, me too. Yeah. And there's often money, and we found this out with one we owned that was an absolute cat called Escalating years ago. There's often money for horses that just have big initial purchase prices, and that keeps coming. So, yes. And this, there's a lot of just battlers in this, you know. There isn't any – superstars in this birds the word sort of what price uh around the eight dollar mark same as cherries a star be very surprised if cherries a star doesn't turn the tables on a horse like birds the word rejuva king got the perfect run uncle gerard it's a sticky ride from mm -hmm. there me gusto goes super but 
loses hard, loses Clint, probably goes back to last and has to look for runs. It can it can win the race, definitely can win the race, but yeah, a lot needs to go right there without CJP on from so the So it's also gate, it's so. Fifth, fifth run for the for the prep as well. So yep. it's like it did, was that win two starts here was at its peak and it's going to come back off potentially that. so it's yeah. got some um it's got some tricks that's why you saw taj have problems as a dollar 90 favorite three starts ago and even clint um yeah has struggled from barrier one two starts ago settled near last from mm. from the inside marble so got some tricks so yeah pretty uh th this is a day where i'm not too keen to play many um i actually am pretty keen to get involved in, in race one so they're, they're the two i really want to focus on uh at this stage i want to make cherries a star my result and it's all a rumor a, a lesser result but still a win okay yeah it's all a rumor for me uh don't mind rejuvi king i like the i like to see him up over 14 and maybe 16 in a couple of weeks as well just to see how he finds the line but he's just browse at six browse at six but he's got <laughs> just confirmed um terry's gonna have a have a breather but yeah it's all a rumor on top for me i think uh Rajiva king is the uh is the main danger flashing late um but that is the free entry to belmont park plate race one i've written the entire the preview but Start talking about the true rail. I, I'm not rewriting that. <sighs> Dear me. Race two is the tap touch, West Speed, Platinum, Handicap, 1,200 metres. Uh, Astro Warrior is doing a good job with uh, since joining the Hayden Ballantyne Yard. Well supported last start, got the chockies. Uh, kick a goal, son, resuming, keep attacking. Not sure how it got beat the other day, but it did. They tend to be the three, and Rain of Fire is probably coming out of stronger races, dropping back into the West Speed Platinum. They tend to be the ones that uh, most people will be tossing up in race two of the day, Guru. Yeah, Astro Warrior would have gone a lot better at the true pad. That's the last time. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to move on. It will it will get repetitive for everyone. It's already repetitive for me, so I could imagine that everyone else has had enough. But um, I genuinely will. Astro Warrior is one that will be uh, a little disappointed with the, the change in rail position, potentially. Who knows how the six-meter pad will play. Um, but, yeah, on map, you, it's hard to to get to go past Astro Warrior as your favorite. It's probably not going to be a bet for me at the price. Mm. Um, but uh, the, the really interesting runner in, in this race is um, is Rain of Fire. Yeah. Um, it's the lowest grade race. It's never competed, I don't think, in anything under an 80,000 um, or the equivalent of back when it was 70, now $80,000 race in its entire career. Yeah. 66 plus and 72 plus is three-year-old features. Uh, he's not going to be the star we thought he was going to be after his debut win, um, but we've just seen horses come back to these West Speed Platinum races. Um, Born to Rules, a battler, ran third. Storm Commander wasn't going that well, ran second. Sock off one like Winks, out in front. And then last weekend we saw- Karamundi. Karamundi yeah. uh, and, and Ginger Baker first go at that yep. type of level. Um, so we're, we're just seeing that the, the West Speed Platinum form is horrid. Yeah. It's absolutely horrid. And the horses coming into these races are, um, are dominating. So uh, Astro Warrior, the week before that was a winner yep. um, at a West Speed Platinum. Platinum race as well. So even even like horses like Ultimate Command got stuck deep the other day and was really good, like yep. really, really good on the wrong part of the surface. So, um, yeah, so we, the, the new horses in the scene are always interesting ones, but this race has quite a lot of them, yeah. um, which is interesting. So Rain of Fire, big watch. It, it could go past him, but, I mean, you're very brave backing one that's going to be near last at Belmont at the moment. So <clears throat> I thought Rain of Fire was actually going better than River Rubicon um, on straightening, mm -hmm. and then uh, he sort of – floundered a little bit um in the going on the on the track late he's a heavy 10 winner too yeah so. but I, I just think that it was just kind of a punishing race with the <laughs> what was happening up top 
with uh, punishing race for everyone. <laughs> it's just a punishing. <laughs> and that might have just uh, gassed him a little bit late, but um, he was sort of 10, 8, 7, 57 rain of fire. So mm-hmm. that was a. Um, that would have been on that wet track four months yeah. ago. And with those flux, the flux don't take into fully account the fact there was three late scratchings. That was 20, 30% of the market came out. Which, no, makes this the, was, which this made is, the River Rubicon. Race day. This is race day flux. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, they were late, 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 though, weren't they? I think they were post three. Yeah. Some of those were like 2, 3, 4 p.m. Scratchings, right? Um, I don't know exactly. I didn't even know that was scratched until sort of twenty minutes before the race. So, mm. which made it even more remarkable that Rubicon drifted out. Basically, started. Like I talked about on this podcast, pool leaving the value at ten bucks, and you know River Rubicon at three fifty. Yeah, fair enough. Think it'll probably win. And come jump time, they nearly jumped the same price. Yeah, pool jumped about five and a half, and River. So it's a it's a different game when they start jumping nearly the same price. You only want to, yeah. Anyway, good to see Braden Gayeth back at the trials as well with Carapinia. Yeah, you see that trial. Yeah. <laughs> and you see the horse that ran second? Just on that trial, it, it wins by four. Carabinier. But it won't. But I'm just saying, purely on that trial, I'll tell you what, I hope he comes back and starts riding because he had some ability. Braden Garth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he's he been out working with Adam Durant for a while now. Mm-hmm. So he is in the process of getting his uh, license to ride back. Um, cool. Just in, interested to see when the last time you rode in a race was, Guru. I'll go. Anyway, while you're doing that, I'll, this is a fascinating race. I've got no strong opinion. Uh, kick a goal, son was unlucky. Luckless, luckless, luckless. I think it sprints pretty well. It can definitely win. Very hard to line the form up, to be honest. Um, keep attacking from the gate. Probably just on its last run when you get the 1-1 one, one and get beaten in a class three, I'm going to have to take it on from the gate. It's uh, hard to win from the breeze. It's hard to win from last. Forest War is nicely placed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good last start. Got caught deep from a good gate on a track you wanted to be near the fence. So it was a pretty ugly old watch, but um, the 1200 has always been a query. Taj goes on as well. Uh, Ultimate Command is the blowout. Expect it to be a lot longer. It's a far better horse finding the breeze. Yep. Might be able to find the breeze here. Might. Just depends what they do with LD Lada, don't you reckon? Yeah, and yeah. it's just got if, – if other ones do kick up, it's just got no gate speed. Yeah. It's just not mustering. But, dearie me, if it finds the breeze, um, watch out because its win – it's now five starts ago was, uh, was dominant and it has not been able to find that spot in running since. So, uh, look, at this stage, at this point in time, I'll, I'll have a look and see if we get any indication from race one how, how things are panning out. But, um, yeah, Astro Warriors hard to beat, but I'm not backing it at 320. Mm. Yeah. It does look the right setup there for Astro Warrior. Mm. Uh, wild front rolling along. Out in front, not necessarily. Not, not yeah. necessarily. Wild front misses the kick at times. Jump mm. well last start, so jumps well. It's the one that will probably lead. But um, if I was an Astro Warrior, uh, would you like to tuck in behind Wild Front or no. sit outside Wild Front? No, you wouldn't want to be behind Wild, wild Front. Can stop. Yeah. So ideally, get in front of it. Yeah. Wild Front can miss kicks. Just get to the fence and make it park behind you. But if yeah. it jumps well, then probably stay outside of it. But otherwise, just be weird. You don't really want to be on its back. You're on the back of a <clears throat> 60, 70, 80 dollar pop. So yeah, uh, um, does look the right. Set up for Astro Warrior has Terry has outlaid. Um, I really like the two trials of Kicker Goldson leading into leading into this, expecting expecting him to go really really well. Fresh, uh, he is sort of double the price of Astro Warrior, Kicker Goldson. So um, yeah, rain of fire from nine from the gate. It's going to be back running on. I would imagine Kicker Goldson takes up a position. Or um, ahead of Rain of Fire, um, I don't don't necessarily think that he would have that more of a significant closing speed. So Brad Wheeler on board. I, I'm expecting Kicker Goal Sun to kick straight first up. Yep, straight through the big sticks. So oh, it should have it should have probably won two more races last yeah. campaign. Then it carries 
61 and a half, you're other 58 and a half. So, yep. yeah, in, very interesting if, if they go forward on keep attacking and there is yep. a three wide line. And yeah, as I said, I just, yeah, Rain of Fire has the potential like, to put this field away. Yeah, flog I just, down. it's, I, I found an impossible, there's a race, there's about three races in the day that I just can't have a bet because I found it so hard to line them up. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, it's probably more just about learning going forward. So, all right. Yeah. Race three is the Bowls. Bowls are sport for life handicap. Mm, lawn don't bowls. Mind, don't mind a lawn bowl. Yeah, that was a yeah. That's right. We did the old lawn bowls for the we PRG end of year function. We did. Who was the winner? Crip and Dane. Yeah. yeah. The plate. Irony. Uh, yeah, Crip and Dane. The plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old knife and fork. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a good shout, isn't it? The yep. uh, bowls are sport. Uh, so bowls a sport for life handicap is uh, race three on the card. Twelve hundred meters ratings. Seventy. Two plus, what do you make of this eight horse field? Uh, again, I was expecting to be playing with a nice inside pack. We still probably might mm. be. That's enough. I've actually had enough. Um, mood swings for me. I'll forgive the last run, missed the kick, uh, bog track, got to the breeze. Hasn't run a bad race for so long, like besides that one. So, um, it gets a map to itself here. Even if Corn Cobb goes forward, you'd think it can hold it out. I don't think they'll be as aggressive with Corn Cobb as they were last start. It's run nicer races with cover. It's not, it's not necessarily leader though, is it? Yeah, but they just went yeah. mad. Yeah. And that was, I think that was to offset the gate last yeah. time. So, uh, I think mood swings will get its own way in front and any type of forgiveness, it, it beats them from there. Um, Macanto's flying, yeah. absolutely flying. It just purely comes down to the fact that I think out in front, getting your own way over 1,200 metres with a kick. McCanto isn't the horse you want leaders back. Mm -hmm. We saw that a few starts ago and it sort of dented its finishing run. So McCanto ideally wants to be through the fence, but I mean, mate, is it Glasgow girl, girl that chops yeah. up in between them and does that cause an issue? So look, if a happy mood swings turns up, it wins and the price is there for me. Anything north of $3 is, is good for me. So that's the way I'm very simply going to play it. If the right mood swings turns up with a soft map at 1,200 metres, um, the last time it was afforded a rail at one by two and a half and yeah. it won softly. So uh, yeah, mood swings for me, best of the day. Mood swings, best of the day. Yeah, we'll just drop it early. There's not many pre-post bets. This might not even be either, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks looks. Uh, I agree with you, Tara. I think the, with with Glasgow Girl being leaders back could could be a. It could, could be McCanto. Just sorry, it could yep. be McCanto leaders back because Glasgow Girl's actually not getting out. Yeah, it's not, so it's then, then you've got McCanto. You think, oh, that's good for McCanto, but that means it's hunting and chasing yep. as long as Kesh runs them along with moose wings. And I agree. Whether that dents it just a little bit, so. Um, yeah, mechanics flying there. He always was uh, ended up being an eight dollar chance in the new market last Saturday, and just just forget it, forget it, wrong part of the yeah. track. So it's drawn six on um, Saturday, so you're you're expecting them to scout away from the fence, which is kind of where. Although he did he did follow the rail, and when he won that race this prep, didn't he? That yep. was a thousand meter race at at Belmont. Rail was crappy last week, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it was scouting wider, which is more or less the way that he likes to sort of flash. He always could could. Bounce Bounce back without surprising. I mean, eight dollars in a listed race coming back into seventy-two plus. But he um, and prior to that, he chased home Will Chino in a hundred thousand dollar thousand meter race, the Nawini. Um, for mine, I I think this horse is just about ready to win a race. Don't fuss. Quick back up. Yeah, um, I've got don't fuss significantly shorter than it is. Yeah. This is placement and a half. Yeah, and it's there's not many middle tiered. So if it can jump, it can just about land. To be, it's not impossible. It lands. This was kind of funny. It was back of um, almost in the breeze. I've, I've got it almost 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just the, A, the stable just is just crushing it at the moment. 
Pierce Brothers, uh, and his his runs have been really good this prep. I know he's nine and getting a bit. He's he's obviously past his prime, but that he's he loomed last Saturday, and that comes a time. Thousand meter rating seventy two plus. He was only beating two lengths on the line, and um, he gets yeah. So he's got Taj on a pos- positivity from from gate seven uh, with a bit of a smother over the twelve hundred. And I wouldn't be he's surprised. Even, he's usually better almost three deep. No, yeah, that's traditionally true. traditionally so. yeah. So he can be he can be working into it. I reckon yep. he can make things interesting for mood swings late. But um, that would be the the that for mine. That's don't fast is the kind of horse who could who could cause a bit of an upset. But it does look. On a platter for for mood swings, doesn't yep. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I like what you said about don't fuss. I've got a day uh, equal third elect. Corn cobs continuously mm. respected in the early market. So, yeah, it, I like the fact that it is because I, I don't know if it's up to this sort of level. I know how good it was in Jero. Um, but yeah, look, even just sort of Glasgow girl, ten bucks, Holy Ghost, dead last, eleven, twelve, solid, solid as a near yeah. last fourteen. This they're all a bit short. It just shows you it's a it's a pretty pretty thin little race. But um, yeah, don't fuss is one I would have. Because there's always the potential they forget the old boy and he goes yeah. up 25 bucks. Yeah. Then I'd probably be a bit excited just seeing him at around 11. Um, I think I was only about 8.59, so he's, he's slightly above my quote. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just thought they might have a little butcher job and he yeah. might go high teens, low 20s type of thing. So, yeah, not to be. All right. Race four is love the – you gotta love the bolo. Love the bolo Girl handicap. Love the bolo. <laughs> you gotta love the bolo. Race four over one thousand meters. What have we got here? Oh, just getting back before we start this race. Sorry, listeners. Braden Garth, who we spoke about, is uh, attempting to get his license to ride back. His last race ride was on August the sixth, two thousand and fourteen. So over eight yeah, years right. ago, according to Racing Australia. Apologise if that. Isn't right, but that's what I've got in front of me. So uh, best of luck to Braden Garth on his comeback mm. to race riding out there with uh, doing some good work there with Adam Durant. So um, right, this 1,000-metre uh, graduation, um, I suppose the the, the horse – Terry, you've got a runner, first of all, first look. Do I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, the class runner of the race would, would have to be – Universal pleasure from Stefan Bahala, Bahala. Stevie, Stevie Parnham, your second cousin, um, <laughs> Stefan. Uh, trolled, trolled nicely in the lead up to this, drawn gate one on that uh, inside pad there. Uh, in correction, out six metres now. Um, so, Universal Pleasure looks the class. I was Ponyo, uh, bounced back to winners, just sort of fell in there at Northern the other day, double jeopardy racing well, um, and born to rule first up, uh, got crossed by. Um, uh, sock off in the thousand meter race two two weeks ago, and um, that was all she wrote there for Born to Rule. But uh, at the moment, Born to Rule the three seventy five second up. Holly Watson on board. Universal Pleasure averages out to be about four twenty four four forty, uh, and then the others are Double Jeopardy, First Law, Agent J, all single figures. Yep. Um, yeah, I think you've summed that up really well. The, the speed map's the the key here. There's just so much <coughs> of it. Um, does Born to Rule hold up? You, you think that'll be the the aim yeah. um, to, to hold the top on on Born to Rule, but you'd also think Ponyo would want to be prominent, Agent J, I want to be prominent, um, Universal Pleasure will, over the 1,000 will be content handing out. Double Jeopardy was great last start, being allowed to roll, held out Bopping bopping Blue, was it? Yeah. Held out Bopping Blue, and not many horses can probably hold out Bopping Blue. So, um, And then was was tough too. So, it was super yeah. tough, yeah. Whether it can be as tough at Belmont, I'm not um, I'm not sure because it does love – Sometimes um, it can be a bit – can be a bit downhill, skiers. Can they, uh, yeah, yeah, can they, but can also can run really nice races just tucked in. And yeah. uh, sort of the ghost to walk spirited session form uh, is looking better with time. So, 
Yeah, look, I, I agree with the universal pleasures, the class here, and that's the way I'll probably go. I'm, mm. I've marked her favourite, but I'm um, the trial was so-so, but she had no shades on, so I'm willing to allow for improvement off the trial. Uh, if she can hold the back of the leader and there isn't too much pressure and a gap appears, her class can probably win it for her. It's more the fact that I just couldn't back so many of these. Border yeah. rules just battling, I reckon. And I, I love Holly. I, Holly's a great – this is one of those rare ones. It's Clint to Holly that I love. The two kilos of horse going forward. It's it's good placement, but but I just I just don't know if Born to Rule's going. I think it feels like Born to Rule is in a spot where if it gets pressure at all, it just says it, it caves. Tada, caves in, which is why I'm, I'm, which is why I'm assuming why they grabbed hold and didn't want to get into the speed battle with yep. Sockoff the other day when they had every right to. Um, but that's just my sort of you know my view is that perhaps they well, boy, they've worked out that born to rules um when it get it gets pressure applied early in middle that it that it can't sustain it mm-hmm. so so maybe uh, if they if they there is some aggression from horses um outside looking to cross that maybe that might be an option there for born to rule rather than kick, it's got kick, the class to sit and win anyway rather than spear through and mm. sort of get gassed um and the fact that it's three 6370 in the market provides some opportunities elsewhere, I think. Very well said. Mm. I agree. Um, double Jeopardy is about six bucks, it's about the right price. You've I got wanted, just it's tough, it's wanted, good. I, I, I like universal pleasure, right? But I was just interested in we've spoken about this this horse previously. Mm. Is it Sunny Silk? Sunny Silk, yeah, kind of, I, kind I, of race. There's three horses I'm looking at potentially mm. betting. I'm just going to see what the, the late market does and, and see what I see in the first three. But the, the three are Universal Pleasure is the one I'm I'm going to be on without doubt. Um, I, I actually, because I said to you after First Law won that race, I don't think it'll win another race. You go back through its form and the second it goes two walks, um, the run where they went so slowly behind Vane Tempest and it's a horse and the the, the brothers have said to us all the time that it's, um, it needs uh, a strong tempo, which is going to get here. Um, Brandon, I think, was actually booked. Might have jumped ship mm-hmm. <laughs> after the booking, I think I saw, which was quite interesting. Um, but then last start, um, obviously after its big win, it it's, uh, went down the straight and I just don't think that's ever a good decision for a horse that's in form and showing a bit of a talent around a bend. I don't understand why you'd send horses down the straight unless you're you're searching for something. You know, I just I just don't I just don't get it. Some some stables Harrison's yard and some stables fly around the down the straight, but yeah. I, I just don't get it anyway. Um, but it does look a nice setup for first law, really. It does. Yeah. It, look, the speeds on. It's going to park midfield. Um, and then, yeah, Sunny Silk. We, we've spoke about finding a, le- uh, a race around this grade where it's get, where it's Joey and not Christy Benner, mm. and um, that's sort of what you find here. So, yeah, I think so. I, I was again uh, written, written by Jade McNaught last start. Uh, yep. trouble, trouble there for Sunny Silk in that behind Spirit Session. Run so. behind Sneaky Chance was good before yep. that over the uh, over the thousand meters. So yeah, I think Sunny Silk can can play a part mm. definitely it's it's not a very good race it's not a good race so they're the three i'm, I'm focusing on um i'd so, need so, go again. so universal pleasure universal pleasure um i'm thinking about 350 universal pleasure that's a very soft 350 mm-hmm. universal pleasure uh 650 first law and uh nine bucks sunny silk so at this stage i'm not backing either of those other two it's just watching for bet fair and if they're not respected in the market i might have some consideration um to backing them, but I'm sort of $13 born to rule, which gives you an idea mm. of where I'm at. Yeah, Universal Pleasure looks the looks the winner for me from a class point of view. Matt should get the run, Stevie Parnham, Stefan Bahala. But uh, it's also a worry if it gets double crossed. Yes. You say born to yeah. rule crosses it early, and yep. then Ponyo then crosses it, and you're three of the fence, and you, you probably don't want to be on. No. And uh, I think I'm. Um, 
I think I'm just about ready to have something on Sunny Silk. It's been a while, but mm-hmm. it just looks like the setup, especially as a party back on board, could be uh, could be her day as well. Especially the double figures, which uh, in this kind of race, just feels like she's got a bit of a class edge on on most of them. Her best form, anyway. So, yep. um, all right, let's take a break. Break, and we'll uh, we've got a big grudge match coming up, Guru. The WA Racing Mastermind, sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. Big grudge match coming up. Looking forward to it. All right, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Grudge match. Grudge match. That's right, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Ian Butchie O'Connor, he's a publican up there. Feed, flutter, froffies. Big deck, it's all happening. Say good day. Let him know you listen to the one-one red carpet treatment up at the Mundaring for all the one-one faithful. We've got a uh, we've got a terrific grudge match cool. coming up. Advertised on Twitter last night as uh, Dane Hollingworth versus Andrew Walker, but the steward siren has sounded and there's been a late change. Mm-hmm. Guru, what's happening? Ah, uh, lame. Lame. lame at the gates, yeah. D Hollingworth, lame at the gates. So we've uh, we've had Four to go. Out of five, lame. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Hollingworth, lame, scratched, at the gates. We've had to go the first emergency. In all fairness, the first emergency maybe should have been a starter anyway. Let's bring him in. Uh, let's bring him in. It is none other than D Cripps. Cripper, how are we? <laughs> 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 oh, Cripper. I thought we need some, uh, some WWE music. Like, is that Cripper's music? <laughs> I think I'm sexy. Yeah, give me the points already. Fucking hell. Uh, is that what a reaction? Is that Cripper's music? Tell you what, I remember the Adelaide Power stands from a few years ago, but the laughing, the loud laughing in someone's face. Jeez, that's an uh, ultimate power move, isn't it? I reckon a lot of the crowd uh, will probably cheer if you walk. What do I get for winning? I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to spend it. Nah, it's a joke. Uh, Cripper's back from Bali and he is uh, he's back on the one one taking on Andrew Walker. Cripper, good to have you back on the show. Yes, thanks, AJ. I'm uh, feeling quite calm actually. I mean, I know Walker have been up all night studying last night for the, uh, <laughs> the big one, and I've been called up 15 minutes before, so he's got everything to play for. And uh, yeah, and I and I've uh, got nothing to lose, so here we go. <laughs> I mean, you don't actually have a job in racing, you know, so what would you know? But no, that's good, man. <laughs> the, the good thing is you're sounding very nasally as well, Walks. You're okay, mate? You got a cold or anything? <laughs> Must be a faulty line. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing for you, Crip, I've told uh, I've told Walks it's a uh, Electra Bloodstock themed uh, themed quiz, but uh, I was only obviously taking the piss, but I think he actually believed me. <laughs> <laughs> Dress your soul. Get your breath. Out of flight. So we've got. Three, boys. <laughs> All right. So we've got Daniel Cripps, and we better bring in. Uh, we introduce our uh, our uh, other challenger, Andrew Walker. What up, Walks? You might you might know him from Twitter. Walks, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. He's been, he's already, been before he was even he's been tagged he's been tagged in uh, recruiting posts for the one one for uh, the mastermind for uh, many a month now yeah. and finally been able yeah. to pin him down. <laughs> and that culprit, he's next. Once I get through Chris, I'm going to start calling people out, and he's one of them. Right, <laughs> Melvin, you're next. Chris Coucher. I'm coming for you. I'm just going to take scalps. All right, what about Hollingworth? I'm just going to take scalps. Holling- nah. Hollingworth's going to nah, have to man. be up there too, doesn't he? <laughs> no, nah, I've got my easy kill now. Well, I'm going for a maiden, then I'll just step up through the grades. Tell you Joe what. Rooney. Tell you know you what. 
It's uh, we've had James, we've had James Stewart on now. We've got Andrew Walker. It's uh, it's like going from a library to uh, to the MCG for a Carlton versus Collingwood it's, game. This it's, is uh, it's a vibe, isn't it? Dearie, man, it's a vibe. Check out the penthouse in record speed time, boy. <laughs> We need the Hawks on versus uh, uh, Walks. Hawks. Hawks, Hawks versus Walks. How good yeah, that All right, Cripper's got a round of golf, I think, to get to. So let's uh, let's get into it, eh? All right, All right, guys. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right. Uh, what up, Walks? Are you ready? Yeah, man. D Crips, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Who am I? A bit like BJ at the moment, and you too in a few years' time, I'd be described by many as an honest grey battler. <laughs> now a nine-year-old gelding, I debuted back in 2017, winning three on the bounce in my first race campaign. I am now retired, however, with my last race being in March of this year. My ascension from reasonably good Saturday horse to multiple group one place getter was quite remarkable with my effort behind loving Gabby in the 2019 group one Manicato Stakes. Walks. Walks. Vital Silver. Yeah, it is Vital Silver. Very good, Walks. I followed that up, running another game second to Haydock in the winter bottom a month or so later, a big training effort by the Pierce brothers, considering the travel involved, blah, 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 800K. My first name is a synonym for important, while my second name is the medal you'd win if you'd have run second in an Olympic event. Who am I? Vital Silver. Vital Silver. Then rank second. <laughs> <laughs> Walks oh. is off to a flyer. Crip, just want to test your buzzer, mate. <laughs> Uh, sorry, just say my, just say my name, mate, if you think you can get it, and I'll answer it for you. <laughs> no, I was going to be in trouble when you started uh, talking over each stuff, but I might hear out. I thought so. I thought so. I hey, thought Cripper, so. you should have known that because it runs second in the Moira the night before my Buxy. There you go. I'm pretty sure we had money on it, too. Uh, now, uh, now you remind me. How could I have not got that one? <laughs> <laughs> Another losing bet. <laughs> All right. Walks one, Tripper, yet to score. Okay. In the spirit of Electra Bloodstock, yeah. How to Fly ran fourth in the 2018 Jungle Mist Classic. Name any one of the three horses who beat her home. Walks. Go on. I'm going to say Tango Aura. Nah. No good. Cripper. Basically, Crip, just come up with a, a filly or mare sprinter, Miranda. Go on, get there. Oh, four or five years ago. I'll go Misty Metal. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. He's oh, done it. <laughs> BJ said walks is a certainty to get this one. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I reckon the only one Crip's going to get out of the first three is Misty Metal. Misty Metal, Celebrity Dream, Private Dance were the first three across the line. Thank you. Even running that race, or am I whopping? <laughs> no, nah, you're whopping. I think you're Tango Aura is not a mare, I don't think, was it? Yeah. Tango, anyway. Uh, no, hang yeah, on, we might that. have to go to the steward. That might be a negative one. That might be the first <laughs> time we take a point off someone for butchering it that badly. <laughs> take five off. All right. One, one. Take five off, I'll still win. <laughs> one, one. They're level pegging. Multiple choice. Always good to get a champ question in. Mm. Which of these jockeys has not won on Dig Deep? William Pike, Chris Parnham, or Clint Johnston Porter? Crip. Cripper. Three. Chris Parnham. Ah, ah 
Barnum. It is Christian Barnum. <laughs> Rode him uh, <laughs> twice, I think. Th- third in the Faritha. And uh, during the weight for age series this time around, once. He didn't go so good. So, Pikey, a couple of times. Rode the name, named after himself. He sponsored it. So, there Very you go. Very good. 2-1. Cooper. Uh, this is match point, you realise, Wolves. Do you, do you feel a little bit of pressure? Yes. <laughs> is that a yes? <laughs> nah, not at all. Okay. Not at all. All, right. all right. 2-1. Here we go. Who was the original trainer of Stafford's lad? Oh, my. No idea. Um, can you give us a multiple choice <laughs> option? Three. Cooper. Two. Cooper, hang on. Cooper. Did you buzz in? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I buzz in. Uh, is it Ian Shield? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh walks. Do you know what that was? That was a walkover. That was I a walkover. I just the biggest game, mate, and delivered an analyst, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. How the fuck did you know Ian Shield? <laughs> mate, he just, he just won the Pinjari Cup with Jadavi. <laughs> How do you oh, not know yeah. Ian Shields? I hope Ian Shields not listening to this because uh, that will be that'll be heartbreaking. Just respect. Do you can hear you having the you can hear the keys typing? Yeah, literally, I could. Ten starts ago. I'll tell you what. If um if Walks is acting out darling, you can call me Lucy May, I reckon. <laughs> he's had that one ready to go, I reckon, just in case he's there. Yeah, he has. That is he's fantastic. Uh, I had 15 minutes preparation. Yeah, long time. <laughs> he's actually at Terry's looking through the run set. <laughs> yeah. Ian Shields. <laughs> Walks has to come oh, back, doesn't he? Does he, get, does, he has to come oh, back. Oh, dearie, Mel. Purely just for entertainment. He has value. to clearly come back. Clearly hasn't got a clue about <laughs> Perth Racing. They're just for entertainment value. Hey, Crip, that's our... But you know... You're sorry, Wolves. But uh, quickly, um, Terry, did you get my text? What was that? Oh, well, I'm actually taking over the segment right now. <laughs> You're taking over the segment? Yeah, I need two minutes because um, I've been a, a pretty loyal listener to this uh, podcast for a while, and there's been a, a bit of a, uh, a query for mine. So it's a long-running one. Um, you know, who's the actual pilot of this show? And, uh, and who the co-pilot is. I've actually prepared three questions for you and BJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> In a uh, sort of a turn of events, we're going to find out who... Mate, it's, uh, cut, it's cutting out a bit, Walt. We can't really hear you there properly, buddy. <laughs> that is fear. Fear. <laughs> All right, what do you got? You won't test the buzzers or what? Yeah, my buzzer works. What do you got? Talk, talk about the right. tail wagging the dog, eh? This is great. Here we go. Are you ready, BJ? BJ. Okay. Are we doing this? Yes, no. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. All right. I am a 10-year-old gelding. I'm from a stakes-winning, staining mare. Strangely, I am a sprinter. My nickname is the Black Seal. I debuted as a 5-year-old when I was back from 10 to $4.60 and saluting. BJ. I sat. Go. Black chips. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? Is yeah, that going to work? Yeah. 100%. Okay. I sat three days and one. I went on to win three listed races. I'll name them. Belmont Newmarket, Idyllic Prince, and the Straight Six of Flemington. I have recently returned to WA under the guidance of a different trainer to which I departed. I ran second in the Belmont Newmarket last again, week. Great. Fuck Terry, me, come great on. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Make America great again. All right, if uh, this one, if you guys don't get this, 
the potty's off and tell that dog to shut up. <laughs> Ready? I just did a take. No, you I just did have a take. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. Okay. Is this real life? I don't, I can't I don't not believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> this is a big one. Ready? 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 through the roof. Get me on again. I am a 14-year-old gelding. Retired. Thank the Lord. I boast a very impressive 0% win strike rate. Terry. And a 6% go. Wakaha kid. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it is said that if I were a human, I would be the equivalent of Sir Terry Lane. I was trained by Steve Ryan from Albany. Hawkers, horses oh, on Steve Ryan, Ryan are that. believed to be quicker than me. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that name on the podcast after Strictly Cash One. Uh, I think Crit was with me with the illusionist, and uh, the other one came to light suffer that day, dearie. Okay, mate. so uh, we're. We're one for one. This is the this is the decider. Hey, no, hey no, guys, Terry got both of them. Two zero. That's two nil. Fucking hell! No <laughs> wonder. No wonder you just got beaten three one. I recall being one for one. Give us the no, no, right, right, go on. Go on. So last point wins. That's what we're actually playing. Bit of a, a twist. Um, <laughs> I am a snitzel gelding, trained by Ross Price in my heyday. In my first six runs, I am at Terry, five BJ. wins. BJ. Oh, it, was Terry. Oh, it, was it was Terry. It was Terry. It was Terry. No, my line's a bit. Go, BJ. Nah, it was I, Terry. I might have this wrong still. Nah, I you got it. I'm going to go to Smoko. Ah. On. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Oh, well done, BJ. You let me down. <laughs> Very disappointing. So now uh, turn this on you me. after my performance. Sorry, Wolves. We're. Jamie, uh, <laughs> oh, that's good, mate. We usually have a crack at the questions before we come on, and I reckon BJ beats me 95% of the time. So uh, yeah. I've, I've got a good set there. Thanks for the set, Walk. Sorry I didn't send you your set. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good, man. I must have been left out of that. We need walks back. We need, we need more walks, I think. So, Cooper, yeah. congratulations, mate. Once again, your uh, the WA Racing Master $100 <laughs> gift voucher to the uh, Mundaring is on the way. I think that's the first time for Cooper. Cooper, that's your first win? Yeah, don't say one. Yeah, yeah first time I... Um, but I did, yeah, I gave Toby a run for his that's money. Right. So, um, yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that's right. That's basically a win. Yeah. No surprise that I uh, dispatched the walk, so I quite happily is it really in <laughs> retrospect. I'm in, I'm in shock, like I've had a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I actually I actually owe walk to dinner, so we, uh, I might even be taking him up the hill to uh, spend that 100 bucks. But in saying that, I've listened to, <laughs> listen to the last five minutes. If we do, I reckon we'll have to take separate cars. I don't reckon I'll be able to uh, <laughs> handle my drive back down there with him, so we'll see how we go. Oh, dearie, man. This is, I'm, I'm tired from listening to fucking walks in the last 10 minutes, honestly. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that he's honouring the meal that he owes. <laughs> like, the slightest bloke in Australia. Uh, well, D-Crips, you are the mastermind, but Andrew Walker, what an impression he's made on debut oh, on the 1-1. One, one. Gee whiz. I'll tell you what. He, he, may not have, he may not have won the race, but it, it, it's showy, isn't it? It's yeah. been showy. Dearie <laughs> me. Might be a few pounds. Good in the mounting yard. Yeah, very, very good. Oh. Paraded well. Just massive <laughs> flop, aren't I? <laughs> well, boy, boys, I'm in uh, Melbourne next week, so won't be able to 
defend my title. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get walked on again, be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need a week to get over it at least, Harry. <laughs> uh, I'm only coming back to Collingwood, do eh? Brilliant stuff. Thanks again, <laughs> Cooper. Uh, enjoy your uh, stay in Melbourne. Big game this weekend, Carlton versus Collingwood. Enjoy that live. Walks, we'll get you back on very soon, mate. Thank you very much. Bye, pal. Thank you. Uh, thanks, boys. Catch thanks, up. boys. Jeez, I never thought that uh, mastermind was going to end there, Guru. <laughs> Theory, mate. Uh, what up? Should be what up talks, shouldn't it? <laughs> what up talks? Yeah, that was uh, that was epic. D- Daniel Cripps is uh, he is uh, on top of the mountain at the moment as the WA Racing Mastermind, but. Um, what up, Walks, man? Such an impression that uh, don't be surprised to see him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Was, talk, taking, by, by popular demand. Uh, taking scalps. Uh, so, <laughs> we, uh, so we look forward to uh, Walks taking scalps in the uh, in the coming weeks before we uh, get ourselves organised for the for the uh, Mastermind featuring the WRAC yes, media. Yes, media. My father heard this um you heard your proposal mm. and he was gobsmacked that you left one of uh, the most knowledgeable men in WA Racing out of Who? Ernie Manning. Oh, of course, Ernie. Ernie, dad yeah. said that uh, Ernie would love to do it, which I'm just throwing Ernie on the bus and yeah. that he would uh, take scalps to quote. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, looking forward to it. If we can, if we can rustle up the, uh, yeah, the creme de la creme. Uh, just got to get onto it, you know. Yeah, yeah just got to add to the list. <laughs> You're trying to look after two dogs, mate. It's a full-time job. Trying to look after two dogs, shifting rails. Bloody yeah, hell. Well, let's go do this whole thing again <laughs> after this podcast. Rewriting the rewriting previews. Yeah. It's been a big week for the Guru. So. Yeah, it's hard bloody work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Race five um, is the Christina Christic grabs gold handicap. Congratulations, Christina. Her and Alan Ryan came up trumps to take gold for Australia in the women's pairs at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. So, women's pairs of what? Uh, lawn bowls. Lawn bowls. Yeah, oh, so it's of course. lawn bowls. West Australia must be uh, sponsoring oh, the, the meeting. So, Christina and Alan, they won the women's pairs gold. It's gold for Australia. And um, they, uh, so yeah, this race is, is honoring Christina and her achievements there at the Commonwealth Games. So, congratulations to uh, Christina and uh, to all the Australians who represented us so uh, admirably over there in Birmingham. So, this is a 72 plus 2000 meter. Uh, event and a uh, bit of a much of a muchness with this um, this field going around. A lot of these horses ran in the uh, Al Norman race a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they front up here. Al Norman um, led throughout. Um, Crescent City was in that race up on top of the speed. They sort of fought it out. There was a there was a kind of a mid race move there with with uh, Maginica sort of flushing a couple of runners there. It got interesting and uh, uh, Sugar Cane was in the race as well. But um, there's a couple of horses bringing different form lines um, into this nine horse seventy two plus. How did you assess this race? I, I think history can repeat itself, mm. to be honest. Um, yeah, I, our Norman's 550 at the moment. It's the type of horse that I don't think there'll be a great deal of support about. Um, but the way the track was there, because that was that massive leader bias day. So that was one of those ones we talk about adjust on the fly. And yeah, it ended up, it sort of still jumped around that 20, 23, $24, $25 mark. And I, I'm, it was, pr- um, I'm pretty sure, sorry, I'm pretty sure in the preview when we I spoke said about roughies, yeah. No, no, but this that was the race that was transferred and in the original race it was it eight was, nine it bucks. was eight, uh, eight yep. dollar chance yep. yeah and i was actually keen to have something on and yeah anyway so it's uh course, al norman's been a very good horse to of course over, you did over yeah. the journey um yeah 
but it was a bit of a gift. That's the one thing I'll say. Expect yeah. bold success and Lactar Romoli to probably apply the pressure a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that necessarily will work against our Norman as long as Naki is awake and doesn't let it cross and um, just kicks up and runs him into the ground. Because Crescent City had it done. Um, yeah, it was ha- over. It was all yeah. over. And our Norman has run a quick last two going away from it on the line. So the drop back to 2000 will suit Crescent City because I don't think Crescent City is a proper stayer. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a molar, 1800-meter horse max type thing. It's got that, got that grounding run under it now. Yeah, it's got the grounding run. Crescent City will be super popular. And yeah. that's that's the reason <laughs> I'm presuming our Norman will be a silly un- a silly little drifter here to 6 7 $8. And I reckon the way it won, and it and the way it races. You've always had a bit of a soft spot for this. I just thing. love these front running types over a staying journey. Mm-hmm. And it, there's no, yeah, there's not a huge amount of other pressure um, that should come. I can't see any major mid race moves here. So um, as long as we get a little drift, I'm probably going to go back to the well. Yeah, I can see that again. No, um, mm-hmm. take uh, take luck out of the equation, and um, it's been so good since it's gone to the the Willis Yard. And it was funny because early doors, I did my ass on it on debut. I, I knew the Fernies had a big opinion of it, and um, I think they just cracked the shits and eventually sold it. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, well, he's, it's he's, only just turned five. Like it's not. Yep. He hasn't been his style of racing as well. You can go up through the greys, and it's the type of horse that if you do, you start getting up in the weights. Um, and you do start stringing a few together, you can chuck an apprentice on because it jumps, runs, and rolls. Like that horse with Holly Holly Watson on, it's going to go just as well. So it's a yeah, a great a great horse to own to be our normal. I reckon there's four or five more wins in mm. him. So just got to uh, just got to be his day rolling along out in front, anywhere from sixteen to two two. Yeah, yeah, I think I think. Uh the guru makes perfect sense there with our Norman. I'm pretty keen to, I think he's just going to control the race again, isn't he, Pete? Mm-hmm. On uh, Pete Nucky there on our Norman. Bold success sitting outside it. Uh, Kesh Talakta is um, is uh, probably suits bold success. He does go best for Lactar probably, you think? Yeah, I think they were. I think that they would have liked to see Kesh pull the trigger um, a bit earlier. They th- but in saying that, I just think bold success went a little bit ordinary last time out. Um, but most of Bolt's successes run to sort of pulls the trigger and sort of goes for home from the 500 type thing or at least tries to really ramp it up from the 6-7. So that's that's my caveat with, with our Norman, just that little bit of a concern that they might soften each other up and maybe see something sitting in behind. Um, Alden's way under the odds for me um, personally. But it does, yeah, it does drop, sugar cane does doesn't drop, win out does of It does drop six kilos yeah. Alden. I think that's why it sort of um, come yeah. up in the uh, – maybe in the index cards perhaps. Yeah, elementaria <laughs> form as well, even though – they end up being a very uh, thin field, Alimentaria. They all bloody end up a six-horse field. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Really fell right away. Ended up in a bit of a procession yeah. out in front for uh, Brad It did. looks that way too. Yeah. And I was looking at the Betfair market going, this is only going to go one way in yeah. this heavy deck. And um, I missed that. Yeah. What was Betfair doing? Ah, uh, mate, it was 290 and I was happy with that. But yeah. by the time I started pulling the trigger, it was into 240 and I, I let it go. Right. started yeah. proceeding. So, But that was, that was smart money and that's money that – yeah, that was very obvious and smart mm. money, I think. So the race had a feel on paper when they all came out, and that's exactly how it panned out. Uh, the blowout horses right down the bottom, truly reliable. Big runs in the AHA. Um, Perth Cup wasn't as big a run. I had yeah. no luck, but it's just uh, it's clearly got staying ability, and there's a this is just a moderate field. I wanted, um, I wanted to know your thoughts on its last run. I went back looking. The fence was ice cold. Yeah. So forget Where did, forget where did positive run. impact come from? That's why positive impact was almost – well, so good because right. coming through the field that day, none of, none of them were. All the winners were out wide. Yeah. So. I just watched the replay out of context and it looked yeah. like positive impact just gave truly reliable, complete yeah. 
Windburn, right? And I, but we already have established truly reliable capabilities up over, a, over mm-hmm. middle distance. So I just thought that run was a little bit plain, but it um, forgive that fence. Forgive, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. the, the fence was real poor there. So um, yeah, so I'm I'm sort of about nine ten dollars truly reliable. I can see it's nearing Maddy territory here, mm. but it might be one that continues to flop flop and out. Last so. point: we were bracing ourselves for uh, improvement from Bad Wolf. Do you think that's far away, or are you just holding fire? Holding <coughs> fire for now. Yeah. Yeah. Holding fire for now. So especially it's got. A, if it is the run for it, Holly then has to navigate the gate and so there's a lot yeah. a lot that has to go right. So we'll, uh, maybe this could be the grounding run and we look at it next start from a better alley. Okay. Our Norman is uh, the way that we're both uh, going to go here uh, in the 2,000-metre race five, Christina Christie grabs gold handicap. Race six, the professional's handicap, 1,200-metre graduation. Uh, number four, cheerful moment raced at Belmont yesterday. Ran second um, is a scratching, so it's now down to a nine-horse field. Terry, yes, it certainly is. And this is one of those races that I just couldn't line up. To be honest with you, uh, Alsafina might have the most ability of this lot returning. Um, it was given a couple of peaches by Chris Parn from the inside alley, winning on a pretty firm uh, Ascot yeah, yeah. deck. Yeah. Um, twice. Uh, it comes across. It probably just about find the rail. I don't know if it's that quick though, so it doesn't take much from another one of them to want to lead for it to be a different story, but probably goes close to finding the rail. Let's gallivants. I think better than even the pieces probably think it is the way it's winning at the mm. moment. That was um, its last win. It was entitled to the run it had, but it won dominantly. Um, and even the run before behind Dorado, the hibiscus lady form looks better now. Um, Ollie's choice form first up this campaign. It's just it's going super, but it's mm. probably going to have to win from the breeze, you'd yep. think. I think they just got to own it and say, let's go forward. Um, even lead if um, Alsafina doesn't begin all that well. Um, look, Honey Dew, the way it won was wild. It, yeah. It's the one you have to just sort of have on top on that win, but it's probably going to get a soft six, not a heavy eight. Uh, Sean O'Donnell being on, is he definitely on? Because he's off yesterday. I'm not sure. There's no change. For that's us. important because it looks to, uh, Honey Dew looks to go better for Sean, like massively better for Sean. So that's a big change if not. So it's the one that should park on him. And on that with the Alsafina and Let's Gallivant doing the work to get to the top and it just behind him, it makes the most sense. But Will it repeat that performance? Was Agent J just a dead horse completely? I mean, Guns of Navarone's run third. Maybe they were all just beaten horses. Yeah. Like it was a bunch against a bunch of nothingness. Uh, Strike Now has got some ability. I'm mm. I'm not sold on Strike Now. I, I think, yeah, I'm not completely sold on Strike Now, but I'm not. I'm still not sure exactly either. It wouldn't surprise me if it came in and won. Vital Blast, a long time between race and trial. Cold Chisel, back on top of the ground to a degree. Yep. will be suited and it can run a better race. But um, but it's probably got to be Long Knife Brother for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of the highlights of the this day. Is a story, isn't it? I'm joking, by the way. I do not have a century Long Knife Brother. <laughs> LK- it's a million to one. LKB. Um, isn't it great to see? Yeah. How yeah. good. Uh, having its first run for Karen Kersley. Deary me. This is great De- stuff. Desi's- I watch the trial to sanction me anything. <laughs> Just give me anything. <laughs> Just give me an excuse to back this. Sir, uh, Sir Desmond Atwell himself has uh, has handballed the uh, responsibilities of saddling up LKB to Karen Kersley here in Ascot. I wonder if that's got something to do with uh, the relationship that Long Knife Brother had with Taj Dyson um, last uh, last time in work. Taj, of course, being the son of Karen Kersley. Mm. So uh, no doubt there's a the tie up there that has led to the uh, the training change. But um, GC runs some big races last prep. Certainly did. Hates, hates an inside draw, actually, which is probably <laughs> a negative. So. Um, yeah, no, we like uh, we like that we like the brother. 
Yeah. He ain't heavy. <laughs> He's <laughs> long knife, brother. LKB. Uh, yeah, like his trainer, he's a real cult hero here at the 1 1. If you, if you haven't uh, picked up on that from our tone, uh, I think Elsa, uh, I'm pretty keen, Elsafina, actually. Yep. This. Yep. Um, best horse. Best horse. Uh, even that third was to Warm and Fuzzy and, and Viamonte. Warm and Fuzzy went on and won again, and following that, and uh, had some really good sort of 72 plus type form mm-hmm. um, for Ash Maley there. That was its third run. Um, so it was after a trial and three runs, so it was deep into its first preparation. Has the uh, tri- Larkiel 8th of August trial under its belt, El Safina. It was a good trial, wasn't it? Mm. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> it's, uh, it was on the, filmed on the mobile phone. Yes. You couldn't watch it. You got no idea how it's going. Well, that was the same trial as Let's Deal, who's racing today, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, that's correct, yes, because yeah. uh, the Red Can Man trial was uh, was the trial previous as well. So the, the, it was apparently the um, – the vision, uh, vision department was a little bit late, late to the mm. Larkill trials on that particular occasion. But someone luckily was filming it on their mobile phone, so we, we got some sort of some sort of guide. Something, something. <laughs> but uh, El um yeah, I just think from a from a class point of view, and I know that when she won her first two races, that the stable spoke quite highly of uh, of this particular horse. So yeah. uh, the gate obviously sticky, but. Um, we'll just we'll see how that sort of plays out. But for me, it's uh, it's going to be between El Safina and uh, Let's Gallivant El Safina four twenty on top. Cool. Yeah, and um, I've got them equal favourites too. But uh, it's exactly right. Very uh, difficult to line them all up in that race, isn't it? Mm. All right, moving on to another horse. This will be interesting to get your opinions here, BJ. In the Amelia Park, I've just skipped past a race in the Afgri. AFGRI equipment handicap uh, over the fourteen. A bit of Afri. Love a bit of Afri equipment. That's a ordinary name, isn't it? Afri. Definitely roll off the tongue. <laughs> um, over the fourteen hundred meters, it's a sixty-six plus. Uh, advanced is the short price favorite here. Do you think that's too short? What are we? Oh, it's two ten. Mm. Keep shortening. Yeah. The more you shorten, the better. Oh, hang on, something's come out as well. Oh, that's why it's short. And she's just, oh, the one I was gonna. She's a sweet deal. I already, yeah, I'm already square on the race then. Mine's scratched. I thought that was a great setup, but she's a sweet deal mm. from the barrier. Didn't know if it had the class to win, but I just knew I was going to get each way price to run a race. Yeah. So it's oh, come out. That's that's good. Do you know why it came out? I think um, because they were excited about racing at the the true paddock. <laughs> I think they were a it's bit a flat. protest scratching. Yeah, exactly right. So <laughs> well, which, uh, yeah, which kind of kind of um, what well, obviously. Makes sense now why Advanced has tightened up as much as it has. Yeah, but yeah it's still a little bit skinny for me. Yeah, um, but um, did did relish the rain affected uh, first start for Michael Grantham at Northern back mm-hmm. in, on the twelfth of May. There just made a mess of them, and um, even the failure in the sixty yeah. plus ended up being behind above the peg and Savage One, Savage One. Yep, yep. He's got dig deep form, so yeah, it all um, yeah, it all lines up for Advanced. It's just not going to get me at two dollars ten. I think I was 280 with Caesar Sweet Deal on the race. I'm probably more like 250, 260. But you just, yeah, just all I'll say is that win. It feels, um, it feels, it feels a bit, um, a bit of a reach getting on it that price on a Thursday. Yeah. Do you, do you feel it's been last, feel like, last like campaign? Like it was like absolutely Betfair's, hammered. I feel like Betfair is going to be better than that. You'd one. think so. Yeah. I've had a look at its figures from those two runs and they were big, yeah. Yeah, they were astronomical comparative to the what's facing here. Yeah. So, yeah. But you'd think 
yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not going to be for me at that, that price. By race seven, we can have a look how it's playing. If that inside pad's great, it's going to be very hard to beat. On the back of OBH, who should be able to control it, gets a really nice map for the first time this campaign, OBH. I still don't know where he's at. Um, he's at? Yep. Yeah, I don't know where he's at uh, as a horse, and 1,400 is probably right on his limits. So can't consider him, but um, – very even bunch outside of that. Lots of question marks on all of them. I think Blind is very close to its limit, and it's just hard to place it. But it's the right type of race. Fane Tempest gets – that uh, was a horrible ride from Paul Harvey last start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really struggle with the pont um, at times when we, <coughs> when we team up for reasonable size bets. Just, just going back inside runners on a wet track for a horse who's notorious for wanting running room on a day you probably did want to be central. It just defied – it just – yeah, it was just defied belief, to be honest with you. Uh, especially come to time – that three wide, yeah. no cover, exactly where it was going to be. It was, it was almost just out of, yeah, I don't know. So I love Brad or Willie going back on, but fourteen hundred meters, I don't know. Um, don't know whether we'll get the fourteen, but if they do get the fourteen, it, you know what, it probably just wins. It's its form's just better than these. Position of power is a funny horse, isn't it? Position of power, Brandon. Um, I think it's a tough ride for mm. Brandon, so we'll take his on. OBH, I just mentioned, Alay Alay. That form is that's probably as good a form yeah. line you'll read in this, but it yeah. got the run of the race towed up into it to mm -hmm. finish in that spot, you know. So yeah. I sort of had to do that, but from the nice gate, it can win. Fangio, I presume the Morton Yard will be looking to learn here. They'll mm -hmm. drop back to last. Um, it's a horse with a lot of upside, but you need to take that in a fair bit of trust. Little flirt might appreciate the senior going back on, but it's hard to come at a horse. Who was three back the fence on a rate on a on a day you wanted to be on that fence on a wet track and didn't I don't know didn't let down as well as you'd like. Cole Lee um, is a runner. I'm really interested to see how it goes because I think it's going super. Um, I thought it was a better run than Little Flirt last start. Yep. And it carries a career low weight by some distance here. Prior run to Ollie's Choice, who is a Saturday class horse, was huge. Um, yeah, I think Cole Lee with the low weight can surprise a few and, and run you a race, and that might even turn into my. My bet potentially in zero demerits had a little break. Whether it's going to be the same horse after that 35 days as it was, I'm not sure. So, look, everything points to advanced winning. It's just a bit sure. Short uh, for me. One, when you go through them like that, it's uh, mm -hmm. especially with the she's a sweet deal scratching. It's um, the percentages of the uh, other horse in the race sort of ensure that advance is going to be. I wanted to let's just super, say I wanted to get it beaten. Sure. I wanted to get it beaten, and I've still got it to two fifty, two sixty, yeah. which tells you a story. Mm. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just hold fire for now, and I'll probably be willing to have something on either Vane, Tempest, or Coley. Yeah, I like what you day. said about Coley, and um, yeah, it's it was a bit of a kind of a bit of a myth, really, Coley, wasn't it? But I feel like it's it's become a it's become a lot more trustworthy. Yeah, um, with its with actually wrote. Something nearly exactly that. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and uh, and zero demerits. I think that he's the kind of horse that he can never really leave out of these type of races. He he's a, he can sort of mess up your quaddies, and he's uh, he can be that sort of horse. And on his day, on a, at a wet Belmont um, or a rain affected Belmont, so to speak, then uh, he can. Um, yeah, he's he's what's he run? He's won three of eleven at the Belmont fourteen hundred. Um, Five of his six wins have been at, at this track, and um, yeah, I feel as he just loves the loves the the place, so mm -hmm. he can uh, he can certainly give this a bit of a nudge. But really, the um, 
all the, the market is suggesting and uh, all the numbers are suggesting that advance is uh, well and truly the horse to bait. Yeah, exactly right. I'll wait and see what's happening on the day. If three wide no covers the best spot, then I might be on Fake Tempest. Yeah. It might get me if uh, if it's a massive you lead your win day and I just the fact that it'll dominate the race, I, I might be willing to have something on OBH if it's $25 mm. plus. So, yeah. Um, yeah, advance should win. Probably shouldn't bet you. Yeah, okay. Race eight is the feature of the day. It's the Amelia Park Blue Spec Stakes Hall of Famer Blue Spec. Um, this, so we're honouring uh, one of the greats of the WA Racing here. Uh, it's a sixteen hundred meter eighty four plus. Post this race, um, the majority of these will be heading to the Coolgardy Cup, the first of the um, the historic three. Uh, Goldfields Cups there, the Coolgardy Cup, Boulder Cup, and Kalgoorlie Cup. But the Coolgardy Cup is on Sunday, September 4. So this is a bit of a stepping stone race for some of these gallopers heading towards the Goldfields. Terry? Yeah, I think the market's the market was very close to my market when they went up. Um, there's four horses which stand out, and the market's grabbed them and plonked them on top. So um, Ginger Fly was surreal after the money came. Uh, the query has to be a little bit of a sticky mat for a horse that's not jumping well. So things can end up ugly very mm. quickly, uh, especially with the apprentice on board, though. You, yeah, she's an apprentice, but she's riding like a senior. Yeah, basically. She's, you're not, she's flying, yeah. You're not, you don't uh, lack confidence in Holly Watson, that's for sure. But I expect her to probably drift a little bit from that price. I think she's probably bare bones, but I said that last start. She found even further. So um, Savage One should leave. You, uh, you went to know that uh, it was a the travelator was set up there. Well, the it was for the fence, though. It was still super win. It was a great win, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was something else, wasn't it? Um, Savage One uh, should find the fence here, you'd think. Loses, it, loses Clint. Yeah, interesting the the – the way that Ginger Fly has evolved from being a bit of a one-trick yeah. front runner to to being able to win yep. in different ways. So it's a real feather in the hat. Like she's a six-year-old man now mm -hmm. that she's continuing to – she's only just really starting to start, – like she's career best at the yep. moment. So, yeah, being um, ridden with a bit of cover and I think that's more come from the fact she stopped jumping well. So yeah. They've had to do that. So. Yeah. But just the, the strength that she was able yeah. to produce in this, late in that race. And they weren't slouches. She sort of yeah. worked over. So exactly good win. Right. Yeah, sorry, mate. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, Savage One should lead. Loses CJP. It was really good in the breeze last start. The um, the breeze was the 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 wrong lane to be in, and it was uh, really tough. So from the rail, uh, I think it's going to be very uh, hard to run down out in front, plain and simple. So I think it, I think it was West River Miracle. I think was the horse that won from the breeze. On yeah, that and day. beat No Apology. Uh, and, and No Apology nearly beat Savage One the previous start. There's nothing between these uh, runners. Like No Apology was a. Class five horse. And I, and I think, think multinational breeze and run second and it came out and won yeah. the other day. So there's so. all the intertwining form lines. Mm. Long story short, there's nothing between yeah. these. Like Fanta, you've got to have queries on Fanta or just on the obvious <clears throat> things on the surface. A, um, you're not going to find a rail. It's found the rail the first three goes. Yep. It's very low unless they really pressure it. But you'd think the first go at the mile, they're not going to want to go too hard. Or first, they've failed twice previously at the mile. This is probably a different setup. The horse is in a very good space. Did Fanta go around in a double guineas? Yep. Yeah, yeah, ran 14th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, that's that's a risk, but it's it's winning at the moment. Um, and, and then the second thing is, does the horse and Brandon are getting along really well? Mm. Obviously, Brad Parnham going on is never a negative, um, but uh, it is a change in hoop. That could also bring an extra length out of it, mm. potentially, with the senior going on. So, just from the breeze up to the mile, that's big question marks for me. So, it's the one I've marked fourth favourite. No apology parks on him. There's a lack of mid-tier speed in this, so it probably lands on the back of whoever it wants to. 
Um, Because I know, I think the plan with Dig Deep is to take a bit more of a hold out of the gate and really just let him fall asleep. One pair back. Yeah, Yeah. be an extra pair back. So no apologies should get to pick his... um, He's back and, mm. geez, he's no battler. He was beaten by Western of a Miracle on the better lane last start, which mm. doesn't fill you with confidence but maybe shows you that there isn't much between the 66-pluses and the 84-plus horses we're looking at here. So, But he, he's the one that maps to stalk him and get that final crack. And Loves, the, loves the sting out too. Yeah, I mean, loves the sting <coughs> out too. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. And then yeah, Dig Date looked the winner last start. Loom didn't give a didn't give a yelp, which was mm. highly disappointing. Very hard to back um, off that run. But yeah, on the surface, it's a great setup for Dig Date, really. But just simply didn't go well enough to consider um, last start with the perfect run with Lucy Warwick on board. So when um, when we first started previewing this race, I was convinced that you were going to make a rare, really really strong case for he's a pro. Our man, Magic Mike. Well, I said, I mentioned it to you. Was that on air before or off air? Off air. That was off air. I mentioned to you before just the fact there's nothing between these. Uh, oh, you're going to thought I was going to pick on his placement. No, I'm picking on his placement. Isn't there, a, isn't there another There is. It's a perfect on. race. And he's a pro's going really well. So, you yeah. know what? Just all I'm going to go back to a horse above it called Brother Paddy. Yeah. It was a 66 Raider going into the um, Eurythmic. Eurythmic, yeah. 69 Raider, sorry. And it's run second to Prince Turbo in the Eurythmic, which is a that's and, probably an 85, sp- 90 plus. Split, split Prince Turbo and Marachino. Yeah. They were in first and second. The exactly state, right. So. I don't like, yeah, he's a pro. Loves a sloppy, <laughs> loves a sloppy deck. So all I'm saying is the fact that it's that far out of its grade. Like if you raced, he's a pro and no apology. You know, yeah, there, there's just not a huge amount between them. Yeah, that's all. So, but yeah, go on, run third and get 10 points. That'll be smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so market's about right for me. I'll see what the how the track's playing and how it's looking on the day. But um, I'd say at this stage of proceedings, I'm probably looking at um, uh, at Savage One on the yeah. apology. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm pretty open here. Tell them we're coming. I just love to see them just dead cold. Put it to sleep from barrier two. Let it be for the fence. I think the horse is gone, but just let it be for the fence. Don't try and find a spot to like and then use it actually, early. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I think that just let it fall asleep. It's Even almost, if you run on into fifth, just see you got something there. I don't know what's uh, what's wrong with telling we're coming the horse, but it's, it's it must be a tough ride because I reckon it's the worst ridden horse in Western yeah. Australia. If yeah. you go back and look through its replays, it's uh, it is horrid. Like, the whole torrid, torrid time. I also think it's cooked, but tell you what, if there's going to be a blowout in this race at 40, 50 to one, it's it's telling we're coming. Mm. So I actually. Uh, yeah, Red Army's Red Army's back after a long stint on the sidelines there for uh, Grant Alana Williams. They've uh, obviously spent a lot of time patching patching him up and getting him back to the races. Taxagano for Brad Graham. So there's a there's a there's um, some battles. There's some battles. Yeah, there's but, some, but this is which, which is why in isolation. Um, You're gonna throw if, out Stafford's ladder. No, I just keep coming back to to dig deep. I know the run was was just a bit touch plain the other day, but I don't know. There was it just feels like just feels like the uh, he's he's might get the squeeze in the market out a little bit. He did last up. Yeah, I I backed him to win everything, mm. uh, all of the money in, in in everywhere, and I I think he just broke my heart last start. Yeah, because I was pretty keen. Um, Lucy rode him. We had a chat and she even she knew how important the rail was. So when yep. she saw the opportunity to get in front of Blinder and take the back of No White Flay, like at the six hundred, when he was travelling like that, like honestly, my yeah, just poked a little hole in me jocks. It was um 
We were fairly, fairly excited, we'll say. <laughs> Dearie me. Maybe he doesn't like Belmont. Maybe it was a bit yeah, too wet. Yeah. But maybe BJ has just hit his mark. So the, his record at the track is eight for no place. Yeah, I, think that's place. Six, I think that's six goes at wait for right age. Wait for age, yeah. I think, yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And one of those was a fast finishing fourth. I don't know. It was last. he was he was sort of oh, oh, it was just, four or five weeks between runs the other day. Yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah, I, man, he might get me on Saturday, especially if it's twelve, fourteen dollars bet fair, something like that. If he did what he did last start, he'd be over twenty to one. Mm. Because there's only an extra horse in this in Fanta, so, then, so who was he's who was in the last? Oh, so it's basically Fanta for no white flag. Yeah, that's the trade out. So. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, he won't be supported. Mm. He won't be supported. So champ. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that'll do me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. Ba- he's the one horse, and I really try not to. And I got offered into a horse midweek, and I sort of snapped, said no, no more horses. It's affecting my punting because I own too many slow horses, and I feel like I need to back them. But it's the one horse I will just go full mug on every start. But I've done that when he's won twice. Mm. So fuck it. What of it? Yeah, dig deep. Best. Mm. <laughs> Best. I don't think it's in my four. I don't think, I don't think I've listened to him before. Well, was probably- He just broke my heart last time. He, he hasn't done much heartbreaking for me. But don't forget that when you did the, your four-year analysis, the rail was true. Oh. So- He loves it at six. <laughs> oh, you beauty. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, cracker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But um, it's going to be, it, it's, it, you spoke about this last week about the up and comers versus the uh, the old boys and the um, your Ginger Flyers, even though she's six, but Ginger Flyers, Fanta, Savage one, they're on the way up where these other blokes are on their mark. So it's going to be, um, that's going to be the, how you assess the blue spec, whether you hold fire with a horse like Dig Deep or um, you, uh, you just, Fall, fall in line and um, and uh, stick with the up and comers such as your savage one. He's probably going to rail in front with Lucy on board and give a kick and take some running down. So, um, so yeah, that's the uh, blue spec stakes previewed. And um, yeah, we've got to move on to the lucky, otherwise known as the lucky, the get out stakes. S T E A K S. I'll tell you what, you're going to earn your meat this week. BJ, this is a this is a proper, a proper, uh, proper wide raffle. affair raffle. Yes, exactly right. Um, a proper raffle here. The Get Out Stakes, extremely popular Twitter-based competition, mm. brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Shout out to our man Timmy Hewitt. He runs the show. It was his forty-first birthday during the week. Uh, congratulations, Timmy. Hope you had a ripper there with the family. Um, Timmy and his team, terrific operators out there at Market City Meats, largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Go out there uh, and uh, fill your bags up there with all the all the goods there, the gourmet group one goods out there at uh, Market City Meats. And Timmy and the team, they will uh, let, take care of you. That is for sure and certain. So show. we had a. Uh, Sam White rule last yeah, week, Terry. We <clears throat> Always love when the Sam White rule comes into it. It's been a while. Yeah, we better reach out to Sam White. I haven't seen him on Twitter lately. Mm. Hope he's uh, hope he's doing all right, Sam. If you're uh, if you're still kicking there, mate, um, be good to <laughs> good to give, good to hear from you. Seems you sound like Scott Embry interviewing Ray Malpass. <laughs> <laughs> he might not be on Twitter anymore, Sam White. So um, anyway, we dusted off the Sam White rule last Saturday because uh, we had. Um, 
two contestants who were uh, the same margin away from River Rubicon, 0.68 length official margin, uh, 64 length official margin there. But it was Jared Crichton, otherwise known as the all-in rascal. Uh, This is about time that you make a reference to Jesse Crichton, the Dockers player. That's how it usually plays out. (laughs) Because Jared has now won three get-out stakes. He's really snuck under the radar as Mm. uh, the all-in rascal. Um, So... um, he, uh, yeah, so congratulations, Jared, that uh, $50 um, gourmet beef package there for Market City Meats. So make sure you uh, go and pick that up. But uh, condolences to, uh, he's called the Mancad Martin, Ricky's at Ricky's Punting on uh, on Twitter. I think he's been- Ravi Ashwin. I think he's been uh, rolled, Sam White rule, twice. Well, what'd you expect when you're going to be, uh, when you're going to be taking the bales off before the ball's <laughs> even bowled? <laughs> Mancad, uh, Mancad Martin, Ricky Punting, he, uh, geez, I think, I reckon, I'm almost sure and certain that the Sam White rule, he's been on the wrong side of it twice. So uh, he's due for a bit of the, the rub of the green. So, um, but that is, uh, that was last week's Get Out Stakes. To enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine at Belmont. Let us know you think we'll win the last, uh, this Saturday, um, August 20. On Twitter, let us know at the 1 1 pod who wins and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. I started with this race. And it broke me early. Mm. Like, it just broke me. Like, it just it broke me. Yeah. But well, now the rails at, now the rails at the six meter pad. It all makes This is actually a serious comment. Yeah. I actually, because I was a bit, I, I actually like it a bit more so if the track's playing fairly. But, um, first of all, speed map wise, BJI, it's the hardest part in the 14 horse field is there's no obvious speed, which I found quite incredible. Um, mm. All things considered. So the horses I looked at were right at the top. I think there with the apprentice going on, it would make complete sense to go and own it with Catalpa. Yes. Um, and on a leader by day, it would be very hard to get past, I'd suspect, actually. It's mm-hmm. might have the most class of these, uh, besides positive impact, who we'll get to in a second. And um, then you've maybe got even positive impact from 14. Do they just own it mm. and try and roll forward? Don't know. I don't know if it's got the speed to do so. My fury in the past has led, doesn't seem to be showing the same type of gate speed. Um, and then the horse below it, never sober, can settle somewhere near him. But there's I no, thought, there's I no that, leaders here. I thought, I thought the uh, the Jin Jin magician Ashley Maley. Sometimes he's uh, he's just throws caution to the wind and says, yep. oh, "We will lead today." Yep. Really, no, I, I, that was if they quite, do that, I, I actually think it can win as well. I think Never Sober is quite a nice horse. I feel as though they'll Stevie and Ashley will put their heads together and just own this Never Sober. Whip out the gates? Yeah, straight straight to the top. Okay. That's the way I was sort of thinking. Yep. Well, either way, it's going to be a messy map and, and sometimes these races without that much obvious speed on paper can turn into a mess and a, and a bit of a bunched up finish mm-hmm. as we sort of spoke to Natasha Faithful about before. So I hope she actually – what do you I didn't think want to lead her towards it, but I, was sort sort of, I sort of wanted to say, look, <laughs> if they're not going that quickly, these aren't as good as the Velvet Queen or Spillant. These aren't as good as that that level of horse. Like yeah. you could probably circle them and do that. But he very, it's an ugly watch sitting yeah. deep the troop like that. Um, but in saying that, if they bunch and she has a final crack, it's going to run the quickest last two four. You think as well. So um, yeah, Does, uh, watch. It's, it's just a nightmare. Question, question for you. Yeah. Does Abslow have the gate speed to lead this? <laughs> Abslow, yeah. But yeah, I thought Abslow would go up like six, seven bucks. I'm surprised. It's uh, I'm surprised. I'm 15, so I don't want I to. I can't wait. Can't wait for the day where we're previewing and can, Abloh's on top is a guru. It can, it can just about win this Abloh. But uh, <laughs> don't forget, he got the hot lane last time. He did out behind on the back hibiscus, of hibiscus yeah. lady. So 
Loses Clint Johnston-Porter as well, which I think is a big loss for a horse who uh, at this sort of range that needs to be maybe worked through its gears to some degree. Mm. So, a nah, very open race, BJ. Positive impact was scratched a week ago with lameness. And yes. it's, it's got the apprentice on. Again, she's almost a free two kilos, but it's a different story when you've got a horse that's likely to want to settle midfield from the widest gate coming off a lameness issue a week ago. It's Look, it's got the most upside. It could be the best horse here, but- yeah, it's as favourite. You, you've probably got to look around it, don't you? Yeah, I think so. What are we? Let's let me refresh my mark. About four eighty. Okay. Understandable, I think, with what it's done that it's somewhere near the head of the market. But just all factors considered, yeah. Your beats here, just shrug and go. Okay, uh, I marked Arcadia Grace favourite actually. Yeah, a seven dollar favourite or six seven. I was. Uh, I mean, I think. After her maiden win, I had her winning every big race in Western Australia. And Positive then, impact. Uh, uh, Arcadia Grace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, she, and then I thought she was gone. And now all of a sudden, Michael Grantham He's has, a star, uh, has uh, sprinkled his magic dust mm. there on Arcadia Grace. And uh, that was a good win the other day. Just, yep. just gathered them up. like and there, Nothing made ground. Like no. That was, yeah, if you get a fair track, it's, you, one, it's one by six. And I know you visually, visually you can see it because it's come from, what, third last mm. or whatever. And the- I think – did it enticing run third in that race? It did, and it came out one yesterday. But the, if you look at the sectionals, its last two and four was so far superior to any other – that was a complete outlier for that race, which is yep. what I always like to look out for, just how far superior was that mm-hmm. closing speed against the, the against the opposition it was competing against. So just added some more merit to it. So I was, I was thinking – I w- had Arcadia Grace marked favourite. I was five dollars a field. So yeah, what was that? What you were thinking? What were you? I had it a clear favourite. Well, when I say clear, I had it six dollars. So yep. it's currently around six six fifty. So yep. uh, obviously, you've got to look at the fact. There's got the a. It's going to be back near last with the apprentice on, and b. The mile is a question mark for it. So I always remember them saying it was a very little. Um, a little mare, so mm. where they, I don't think they really had any designs on stretching her out to this sort of trip. So it's yeah, a massive watch in that sense. But well, what she Bob, did was just what no other horse did on the day. Yeah. So I had, Bob, to, I had Bob, to have her on top. Bob Peters spoke about that post race with uh, Brittany, saying that and he thinks that they might have uh, got fooled by her early sort of precociousness okay. into thinking that she was a uh, a sprinter, and now he's sort of he's pretty keen to try her out over a mile and beyond because he reckons that's what she's sort of developed into, yeah, matured okay. into. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I, I thought I'd just marked her six bucks thinking well, I'm not going to get to back her. She'll yep. be sort of uh, 455 bucks. And so we'll, we'll consider her late if um, if the market goes that way. Um, yeah, it'll be, who knows what the market will do. But the, uh, the get out stakes entrance will be uh, varied yeah, far, well, I, far I, I was looking at Marlies's replays and going, "Geez, I don't, I don't mind some of what I've seen here. This has been it, it's sort of building. It was in this type of race last campaign, carrying fifty eight because of the drop point. It's down to fifty four. I've marked Marlies my thirteenth favourite. <laughs> so I was looking at one, thinking, "Geez, I don't mind it. Right, yeah. this isn't bad. I've marked it thirteenth favourite. So I'm, it's very unlikely I'm going to have a bet on Marlies, but I'm just giving you an idea of." How close I've got them all to. I've got Dorado as the biggest ruffie in the race. Yeah, right. And Dorado won two starts ago. So um, just an idea of how I've sort of marked it. But uh, very simply, I'm, give me a fair track. Even if it's not fair, I'll probably still follow this up because it could end up being a bunched field and whatnot. But I think the horse, and I think both of these will drift. Like, I think we'll just take late prices. Um, we're going to have something hard to care. Um, got to have something hard to care um, just because Stevie Burton's a good bloke. But um, 
got to have something on uh, Hardikur. The way it's racing, it's, uh, it's it does it's some phenomenal. does some sort of wild things. Though, it does some wild it? things. Yeah. You're back at win only. It's eleven bucks now. I remember I didn't mind it when it ran second to the Velvet Queen, and it was um, sevens out to twenty threes, twenty fours on Betfair late in a big field like this. Just hold fire. Mm-hmm. There'll be money, positive impact. There'll be some money. Arcadia Grace. We'll get any price. So we'll take some fifteens, twenties. Hardikur. Um, the one I'm gonna gonna put on top is uh, horse number four, Paris and George. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvey, it was one of the Paul Harvey, uh, Paul Harvey special last start. Back to the rail, <laughs> got a little check, and he just gave up. Yeah. Just said, not interested. From the one thing I thought was interesting, from the four to the two, and the fourth quickest four to the two, and then yeah. he gave up over the final two. So it was traveling all right. Prior start, Christy Bennett tried to ride it forward. Um, it was a horror show, absolute horror show. And it's previ- Before that, previous Jay Whiting. Run, previous run, Jason Whiting was on, mm-hmm. um, and it ran third to Billy Ray and Savage won. Yeah. And it was a huge effort. Uh, so I just think it's a really nice setup, and it drops three points from that run. That was that one was with Whiting on it. Uh, four starts ago. That was going to be so, Maddie for the day. Well, I wrote it down. Ah, yeah. Harrison George. PSG. So, there you go. So um, twenty six bucks at the moment in a race full of chances. I don't think there's any rush to to get on. So uh, just on the current prices, we'll go Paris and George. But they're the two I'm looking at having something on. Number three, Hardikur, and number four, Paris and George. Yeah. Really wide, wide race to, to finish up and a worthy get out stakes, actually. Um, so don't forget to get your entries in. But from a uh, from my point of view, I'm looking I expect I fully expected Arcadia Grace to be and positive impact to be about the same, about four fifty five dollars in the market. There's a little bit of juice there in the Arcadia Grace price at the moment, but I still probably want. I don't know. It just feels like you just want a little bit better, considering. Mm. Considering, but um, I never thought. I actually have already, as I told you, I've already written me me right up, and I um, I've put it forth in line and I made some comment in regards to I have a, a doubt I'll ever get to my price or I well, obviously this will be the favourite. So when you're they're the type of things you need to think about your own mindset as well. And you go, well hang on. I've said this is the clear standout. This is the of just on what it's done. Yes, major question marks mm-hmm. on Taj, the mile, um, race shape, major question marks on that. But I've I've said that. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm I'm thinking I'm not going to get a chance to back this. And you're like, hang on, if, if I get the chance, that's maybe a fair indication that this is one I should be leaning to. Mm. So, yeah, fascinating what it does in the market. I, th- I, th- I was just sort of speculating on a couple of horses outside of the market and Terry has um, touched on Paris and George and just that never sober. It, I think you're right. I think never sober is got some Saturday wins in store. And um, with positive tactics, Stevie Parnham, Ash Maley, I think never, so- never sober can sort of roll forward and make its own luck. Up on top of the speed there, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him boxing on into a into a uh, top three finish at what's he, his Maddie prices at the moment. So, um, just was looking a bit out away from the uh, the four or five obvious ones there, and um, the other two I came up with uh, Paris St George and Never Sober. Yep, I, I think the best of Paris St George is is um, superior to to a lot of this form, um, and especially that. You know, it's Billy, Billy Ray, Savage One Four. That wasn't that long ago. Whiting goes back on board. Suits will probably be getting back wide and and circling him and flashing. So um, look out. You want you want it to be in the last of the day as well. Yeah, that type yeah. of horse. So back up to the mile from the fourteen hundred. <clears throat> Couple of twenty twenty dollar plus pops you know, yep. <laughs> um, to speculate on in the get out stakes. Let's take a break, Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back with our Betfair best betting propositions, our uh, Maddies and our lays for Blue Spec Stakes Day. All right, listeners, it's time for our Betfair Best Betting Propositions for Blue Spec Stakes Day. That's Betfair, betfair.com.au. Perth Racing Guru, what do we got? Uh, race three, mood swings to lead throughout. 
Red Swings to lead throughout. Uh, my bet for best of the day is the following race. Race four, uh, class runner of this race, number four, Universal Pleasure gets me. Uni Pleasure. Yep. Oh, there you go. hope you're right. Uh, Lay of the day, race four. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. Born to rule. Born to rule, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh, how yeah. I went as well. Happy, happy yep. to take on Born to Rule currently yeah, yeah. around the three sixty three seventy mark. Sure, and a bit of madness. We want something twenty one dollars twenty to one in uh, in the old plus. What do we got? Yeah, I've already given it away. La race nine power of St George. Uh, me too. Race nine never sober. Very good. Very good. Um, I think actually the four we talked about. I think I've got Paris and George Hard occur never sober. Arcadia Grace. Mm. That were my four. You're doing a quad follow. Quadrella. Yeah, it'd be a good yeah, good day for a, a quadrella, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, just be a little bit smart. What you do with advance is probably the key. Do you stand her out and look mm. for a bit of value elsewhere or do you ghost wider? If you do get a beat and you'll you'll knock a lot of people out, but mm. you could be giving away percentage heavily. So um anyway, thank you to D Crips and to <laughs> Uh, what up, walks? What up, talks? What, a, up, know, what up, talks? What up, squawks? You don't need a couple of neurofen after that. Just to, just to balance the old head out. But, um, yeah, no, a lot of fun. I hope we, can get, we should get him back <coughs> again soon. Congratulations to you, Guru, as well. The impromptu. Oh, master, the impromptu. Yeah, I think you've right, yeah. I think you've been stiffed a bit there, to be honest with you. But uh, no, we'll take it. We'll get one over you. I think uh, I think I would have been the underdog going into that. So oh, I'll, uh, made a mess of that. I'll, uh, you're, you're dirty yourself, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, right. We'll go again. I think Chrissy Parnham and Jordan Turner want to. Um, want to set us up for a, a ding dong? So maybe, uh, maybe at the Christmas party this year, a live one. Yeah. Oh yeah. First of forty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it go for like three hours. Um, but most importantly, thank you, to Natasha Faithful. Absolutely loved having a um, a chat to uh, to Tash. You've had a lot to do with her over the journey, obviously with the Steve Wolf Yard. But oh, uh, from yeah, from afar. But I was so impressed with how. She spoke just about wanting tell to happy, confident, wanting to get the tell best, she's riding winners. worst out of herself, and also just she's very grateful. I think for the opportunities mm-hmm. she she gets she gets afforded, and but not only that, sounds like she's really on the front foot with like you know, you know, putting us putting throwing her hat in the ring to secure rides and to ride for certain stables and work hard and get rewarded. So yeah, it was I yeah I was very impressed with the way that she uh, she outlined. Um, I guess the success that she's enjoying at the moment mm-hmm. and, and where she's come from, 35, uh, 35 kilo, 14-year-old, never touched a horse before, all of a sudden she's one of our very best riders in Western Australia. So it's quite a remarkable story. Certainly is, yeah. Certainly shows hard work, pays off, and now she, as you know, we were saying before, she gets the pick of whatever ride she wants in the country. She's yeah. the uh, she's the go-to and we're, uh, with our little uh, mare. We never asked her about Evelina, actually, <laughs> which we, we've bought into with a bunch of characters. Um yeah, we, we've got a list of jockeys we worked down and she's right at the top. Mm. So she's actually our first choice. If we had any jockey at all, we, we chose her. So uh, great to having a chat and she only looks like continuing in one way. And I'd love personally to see her. Um, I think she deserves a, a feature race and whether that be a, a Hannon's, a, a Cow Cup, an Albany Cup or even something in the city. Mm. Um, I think it's much deserved. So thank you to Just, Natasha. Yeah, I think it's only around the corner too. So, so do I. Um, yeah, very good chat. And yeah, so if you didn't catch it, um, make sure you – yeah, go yeah. back and listen to the whole show and catch that uh, Tash Faithful interview because it's a ripper. Exactly right. All right. Well, that's been long enough, I think, and the rail is at true the six-metre <laughs> pad, okay, for all those playing at home. Not true, as it says on Chris. So, uh, And before we finish I up- I apologise like- for my dummy spit for the last two hours. <laughs> last thing. I don't actually apologise. <laughs> I couldn't give a- f- 
Why am I apologising? <laughs> heads will roll. Heads will roll. And uh, next week, we're going to welcome on board Witten's Irrigation Design, our uh, new sponsor for our track report segment. So uh, and we'll get Craig Witten on to have a quick chin wag to him. And uh, yeah, it should be a good education session about tracks and uh, watering and all that sort of stuff next week's edition of the One Run episode 138. 138, 100%. A very handy resource. But until next week, I'm the One. Oh, 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 o